0: It's coming down from the gallows and I don't
1: have very long Hello and welcome to episode 75 of the UK Steelers podcast. You're joined as always by me, Simon Stanley, two of the three co-hosts, Gavin Marshall and Dave Hart. Rich, unfortunately, away on important Hollywood business. Uh, but filling in for him today is uh, an all favourite, Nick from Yin's Nation Sports. How are you doing, Nick?
2: I'm good. Thanks for having me again, fellas. Now, welcome back. Always always a pleasure to have you have you around, man.
1: So this is going to be, the, I suppose, the, the Super Bowl special. It's probably what this is. This episode's titled, unless anything better comes across, like a Xavier Grimble reference. Um, <laughs> but we're going to get to that in a little bit. I, I kind of want to start by talking to Nick a little bit about his thoughts on the season. Um, but before we do, Dave, I've got to check in. Are you okay? You said you were kind of sleepy before the show. Are, are you alive?
0: The coffee's... I can feel the coffee kicking in now, slowly. But I'm, I'm also drinking beer at the same time, so I'm feeling like it's sort of balancing me out. So hopefully hmm. I'm not going to go on some mad tirade on, on you all. So no I'm good. I'm okay. You know, if, stopped... you, if you hear some snoring, then just shout my name a few times and I'll wake <laughs> Okay.
1: I've stopped drinking, man. I haven't drank in like a month. Um good view. So, yeah, I'm just on the monster. That's that's my You're... advice. Oh, no, that's
3: not so good, man. Stay on a beer.
1: That's, that <laughs> that's that's, that's evil. <laughs> <laughs> um cool. Okay, Nick. Uh uh, Gav sent me a video that you uploaded to Twitter a, a couple of weeks ago, I think after the season ended in, in disastrous fashion, where you were calling sort of, Ben Roethlisberger trash. Do you stand by these statements?
2: Oh, I, stand by, I stand by these statements. Well, I, I mean, maybe not trash. I think maybe he's got a year or two left in the tank, but I don't think uh, the salary cap, he doesn't have $41 million left in the tank. Let's put it that way. <laughs> I don't think he's trash, but he's not forty one million dollars. He's not worth forty one million dollars and the Steelers are projected to be negative thirty five million dollars in debt with the salary cap. So we're gonna and we have so many free agents coming up, so it's just like uh, I don't know. I'd rather keep some of these younger guys than keep going forward with Ben, honestly.
1: Yeah. Uh, it's tricky, I, I, is I, I, it? I mean,
3: I I don't know where where else we would turn really though, as a as a as a team, you know. I mean like what what other options have they got? I mean, I know you know there's there's things they can do with voiding years into you know voided years in his contract, right? Option years, and trying to spread it out. But that's what they've been doing for years, and it kind of yes. it kind of bites some Bites, like you say, kicks the can down the road, right? So, yes. uh, but I don't know at this point what other option the Steelers really have in bringing him back next year
2: if he wants to play. I think, I think that well, Rooney came out with an interview, pretty pretty much saying the same thing that. uh There's no way that they can bring Ben back at that $41 million cap hit, And then he came out in an interview and basically said, well, he's willing to do whatever it takes to take a pay cut. So if he does take a pay cut, yeah, I mean, he's going to be back, obviously. They're going to figure it out. But and Rooney even said this is the worst salary cap situation the Steelers has been in since he's been the owner since ever in history of the franchise. I mean, we're $35 million in debt. So there's a lot of uh, and I mean, we have all these free agents. Juju's a free agent. Mike Hilton's a free agent. Cam Sutton's a free agent. They already said James Corner's going to be gone. Uh, psh, Matt Filer's a free agent. Alejandro Villanueva's a free agent. I mean, we got all these free agents. Tyson Alualu's a free agent. So I don't see how we're going to be able to bring any of these guys back. I mean, some of our main players is Bud Dupree and Juju especially. Those guys are going to get a lot of money in free agency, in my opinion. From what I was reading, Juju Smith-Schuster's worth, they're projecting him to get anywhere between 14 to $17 million. I know Bud Dupree came out and said laughed at the fact that he's going to take a pay cut. So edge rushers are some of the highest-paid free agents in the league. So Bud Dupree is going to get himself a major payday. I feel those guys are pretty much gone given the salary cap situation.
3: Yeah, I mean, I, mean, I guess what do you do? Do you, do you blow it up and just, it, you know, let it cut Ben? And then, I mean, who, who is that? I mean, we just seen what happened with, with Stafford. I mean, you, you're not going to be able to trade for someone without giving up a, a haul for anyone that's like a sort of decent franchise QB. You can say to so Phil Watson, at, it's okay. <laughs> I, I, that's not happening. You can kiss that one um, I mean, you, work, you could get maybe like you know a Donald or someone that's like broken and needs rebuilding. But then you know, why do you want to? Why do you want to waste this defense on 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 a reclamation project at QB? Right? I mean, at least Ben, you know, he knows the system. He's you know, I mean, although it's going to be a slightly different system with with Canada. He's got one year of working with him, and yeah, you know, he, he, his arm was done. You know what? How? It's a gamble, isn't it? Is is he gonna? Is he can he can he improve on the play that he did in twenty twenty? Can can he can he make those throws? Can he can, you know can he hold you know can he can he roll out? Can he hold the ball a bit longer? Can he read the, the whole field and, and and throw to the whole field? That those questions have got to be answered. And and yeah, it, it, with a forty one mil cap hit, that's that's not a question you want to ask for that price. So he's got to redo the deal.
2: Definitely, but definitely. I, I I don't see definitely. what other what other options the Steelers have. I mean, I, I feel Mason could be the answer. I mean, a lot of it is just getting – I mean, it's controversial. I mean, try to be a little bit controversial with my takes. I mean, at the end of the day, if he restructures his contract, Ben is going to be back for at least another year. I mean, he's because if we do cut him, we're still going to have to pay him $20 million. So, right. I mean – He's going to be back. We'll see how they work it out. Are they going to extend him a year, and then they split the difference between the years to free up some cap space? So even if we do, you know, he t- it depends how they do it. There's a lot of different scenarios. I think they can push it to his like a bonus, like his bonus. But even still, with all that money, I mean, we're losing talent. We're going to lose a lot of talent. And I think Juju has a lot more in the tank than Ben. I think Bud Dupree has a lot more. Those guys are still in their prime. Like, how many years does Ben really have left in the tank? I mean, I just don't know.
3: Uh, yeah. It's hard to see more than one, right? Yeah. I, can't, I can't really see more than one. If that. I mean, when you, if that. When you, yeah, if he's not already done. But, yeah. I mean, you. I think the video that Simon was referring to seemed like, I think that was after, was it after one of the Browns losses, the Week 17
2: Browns loss, I think? Uh, it, I think yeah, that I, a, a, I said bench him because think about it. Tomlin always says that the standard is the standard, and last year when we was playing uh, playing the uh, Bengals, uh, Mason threw four interceptions and he got benched. And Ben threw what four interceptions against the Cleveland Browns, and they let him in. They let. let kept him in there. So it seems like the standard isn't the standard with Ben. Even Antonio Brown came out in an interview saying Ben has this ownership mentality. He basically runs the team. And I don't know. I think it's a team. It's a team thing. And Mason, when we played the Browns week 17, he played pretty good against week 17. He was taking shots down the field. I don't know if Ben really has that deep ball ability anymore. He definitely doesn't have that ability back when he was in his prime to throw defensive linemen off his back and linebackers off his back, roll out and throw strikes for six. It's just not – he ain't that bent anymore. So, I mean, if we can get a cheap quarterback, just start rebuilding this offensive line. I think the draft, I think offensive line is probably one of the top priorities and defensive back is a top priority and maybe even running back in his draft, but I think we're going to need a lot of offensive linemen in his draft, possibly two offensive linemen in his draft, some defensive backs, and then depth at other positions, possibly wide receiver, linebacker.
3: Yeah, I mean, it depends what happened with Pouncey, right? Because we're still not sure, are we, whether he's retiring or not, but I mean, I think
2: either way, they need someone. Yeah. Pouncey's getting older, DeCastro's getting older, Villanueva's a free agent, Filer's a free agent, so...
1: There's a yeah, lot of holes to find. Definitely. <laughs> it, uh, it makes me feel a little bit better, though, when I see the Saints. Have you seen the Saints cap situation?
3: Oh, man. But they've been they've been playing the same game with Breeze, right? They're, they're, yeah. they're kind of keeping going for one more year. Let's, let's see what he can do. Get in, bring in another quarterback to, to make the throws he can't make.
1: They are 99 actually, million wow. over the cap right now. <laughs> it's insane. Yeah. Wow. So, I mean, they're, they're going to have to blow it up big time. But... Um... Yeah, I, I don't know. we we talked to Ad Nausea about this. I don't, I don't want to sort of drag it into the ground. I do want to ask, though, Nick, what, what, do you think it was on Ben, that, that Browns game, or, or was there more to it than that that playoff game? Because I don't think anybody saw it coming. Whether you thought we were going to win or lose that game, I don't think anybody saw the kind of start that we had in that game.
2: I mean, obviously, that pouncy snap was terrible to start the game off. I mean, that was bad. But ben, ben, yeah, he lost that game for us against Cleveland. There ain't no doubt about it. In my opinion, I mean, the defense definitely could have played better, but all those interceptions put the defense in a bad situation and set the Browns up for easy points.
3: Mm -hmm. Was it a little bit uh, awkward with you, given your kind of, uh, you know, love, hate (laughs) relationship with uh, the
2: Browns social media kind of crowd?
3: Oh, they, it's that. a
2: love-hate. It's definitely a love-hate. I mean, <laughs> I love to hate on them. So, yeah, they they, they went after me because I said we was going to win the game. So they went after me a little bit. But, I mean, the Browns are the Browns, like Juju says. They had a good year, but uh, I think they'll just be back. They'll be – they was third in the division. I think they'll stay third in the division next year because at the end of the day, the Haslams, they don't want to spend no money. I seen Mark Madden came out with uh, – quote today or the other couple days ago saying the Steelers are cheap low budget and clueless I think that's one of the worst takes I've ever seen in a long time because look how much debt we're in the Steelers are spending top dollar year in and year out when it comes to the salary cap we're always on the brink of being in the negative on the salary cap so I don't just because we were hired internally for an offensive line coach he's saying they're cheap low budget and clueless but on the flip side the Cleveland Browns they had some of the most salary cap in the NFL, NFL last season. They they was like had like thirty five million dollars in cap space. Earl Thomas was a free agent, and Jadavion Clowney was a free agent. If the Haslam's really wanted to, they could have went out there, gave them both two big one year deals to help that defense because that was the Browns' biggest issue was their defense. And you know, if the Haslam's actually would have went out there, signed Earl Thomas, signed Jadavion Clowney. That could have put the Browns over the hump, and we could be talking about a Cleveland Browns, Tampa Bay Super Bowl right now. But the Haslam's don't want to spend money, so with that ownership, I don't see the Cleveland, I don't see them being good. I really don't. They had a good year, but I just don't see them being good. Because Nick Chubb, how many years does he have left? I mean, mm-hmm. running back shelf life in the NFL is normally five years. So eventually, Nick Chubb, he was hurt this year, and eventually he's going to get run down. I think in Baker. I don't know how good he is, and they have their defense is just not good. So I just don't see I think it will always be the Stillers Ravens. I think it starts at the top, and we have great ownership, the Stillers and the Ravens. So,
3: yeah, it's a good of the
2: Browns. Interesting with the Browns is whether
3: they're going to pay Baker, right? That's their big choice they, they, they got coming up. They
1: will. They have to. Mm-hmm. Whether yeah. that's the right I mean... decision is another thing, but I think given the way they've kind of positioned themselves.
3: Yeah. I mean, he's the best QB they've had for years, so they'd be stupid not to. But that's that's what's been giving them the advantage in a lot of ways. They've got all the cap space because they've got Baker on that nice cheap deal.
2: He's still on his rookie contract. Yeah.
1: And then we're going to have Burrow and, and Wok to contend with as well, uh, with the Bengals. So it's going to be an interesting division for years to come, uh, I feel like. And it certainly feels like the Steelers are the ones that are in the rebuild mode right now, or about to be, you know. But uh, we'll see if that can be an active rebuild. Hey, Gav, it sounds like there's a, a typhoon occurring over in London. Yeah,
3: I'm getting a bit. I'm getting a bit rain swept here. Is it bad?
1: <laughs> no, it's okay. I'm just doing it in the background. I'm like, it's getting progressively worse. I'm like, are you okay? Yeah, yeah
3: I'm alright. I'm alright. There's no leaks. It's like one of those sort of uh, ambient soundtracks you put on to relax. Like
1: that. <laughs> That's a nice sell. Yeah. So next time yeah. someone's like going to sleep, they just, you know, put on the UK Steelers podcast. Um, awesome. Thanks for thanks for giving us your thoughts, Nick. It's nice to sort of catch up on your thoughts on the season after we spoke to you. Um, in the pre-season, I know you had kind of thoughts on Ben back, all the way back then, and you were kind of ahead of the curve on that one, so um, I'm sure we'll catch up before the season on that, but I just want to talk a little bit, before we get to the Super Bowl, I keep getting mixed up because we got two similar words, the Super Bowl, uh, we're going to talk a little bit about the Senior Bowl, just a little bit, because we spoke about it last week. Um, Gab, I'll, I'll let you kick off, because I'm sure you've got plenty of guys you want to mention, but um, what were your thoughts on the Super, on the Senior Bowl, and I, w- I want to mention kind of my thoughts overall on trying to watch it, but I'll let you kick it off.
3: <laughs> uh, well, you can you, you can start if you want. What were your thoughts on trying to watch it? Well, 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 all I
1: wanted to say, I've got a couple of guys I want to mention, but all I wanted to say was that i, I really struggled with this senior. I don't remember if I struggled this much last year, but um, even though I'm a little bit more educated, and I, <laughs> very little, very little bit more uh, on some of the guys this year than I think I was at this point last year, um, I just found the senior bowl to be very, very uh, almost pro bowl style. You know, where it's like I was finding it difficult to evaluate what what any of these guys were doing. Because the play kind of felt seventy-five to fifty percent most of the time, <laughs> and uh, I, I don't know. I know a lot of this is practice, right? Practice is where the real insight comes from. I think a lot of the time in, in the senior bowl, but um, obviously mm-hmm. I'm just watching the game, right? But
3: I think yeah, I, I, what you're talking about is is the vanilla of it, right? Because yeah. they, they can't blitz and they can't do anything special, so it's just kind of straightforward. You know, keep it simple plays. So what you're looking for really in the game is like the quarterbacks and running backs just kind of step up and, and, you know, the the wide receivers to maybe, you know, show up and separate. And and then just you know just some big plays on defense you you know linebackers to come you know you just want to see some big plays. Well, can that, can that, I give that's you an example
1: you of what I'm talking about? Just and so see what you think about this. So the the first guy I wrote down on my list, and maybe it's a super obvious one because of the big play, but was Michael Carter, the running back out of North Carolina, right? And, and it wasn't just the one big play he had. He, he he looked shiftier and a step ahead of everyone else in that game uh, every time he was on the field to me. Um, yeah, I, I think. I, when I he really, got his, he... Yeah. I was just going to say, but to me, at the same time, you watch some of those plays where he maybe breaks off a, a decent run, or he shifts past a few guys, and there's linebackers that almost look to have given up on the play before he's even got past them. So,
3: yeah, I mean, I think he was the one running back that kind of separated from the rest of the field. Um, I don't think he's the kind of running back the Steelers need. I don't know what you think. He seems more kind of like yeah, a yeah. sort of shifty pass-catching guy, which, which you know, would be... But I don't think... You know, I think the Steelers need a more kind of foundation back, and I was kind of hoping that, like, Larry Roundtree or Ramonde Stevenson was going to kind of step up. Didn't really do that much in the game. They, they, they did well in the practices. I don't know if you... You know, it's it's real nerdy, and, it, you know, I kind of enjoy watching various people break down the, you know, the one-on-one drills. But, if you know, I'd just be parroting what they say. So, I just... It, 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 I don't think this running back class is as exciting from the senior bowl as as I was hoping it was going to be. Um, obviously, uh, Harris was there but didn't play. Uh, he would have, That would have been a different story. But I, we're going to get into all that running back class, right, when we break yeah. it down. I'm sure yeah. there's, there's people there that we'll, we'll get excited <laughs> about. But no one, no one really separated for me apart, other than Carter, but I don't think he's a fit. Um, quarterbacks-wise was a bit of a disappointment, I thought. Yeah. Um, shame not to see Matt Jones in the game. One interesting one, Jamie Newman. I mean, he he played it awful, right? And it he was did. awful all week in practice. But that that could do you think that could play into the Steelers' hands? Like he could fall like really late in the draft. Yeah, I mean, how much he of it is the rust? Project.
1: He didn't play all season, right?
3: Right. He's and he transferred out. to Georgia.
1: Yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. Was that Nick? What were you gonna say? He opted out, Jamie Newman from Georgia. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Georgia's yeah. quarterback. So he's he's the two he's, running could've... backs. The two running backs that I think the, the Steelers should take. If they're there in the first round, I think two only running backs that could be generational type of talents is Travis Etienne out of Clemson and Najee Harris out of Alabama. If we can get either one of those guys in the first round, that's who I would go with.
1: You'd go there over opinion. like an old, if an old line if there's an O-line guy, an O-line prospect that, that you like there, well, you
2: go I mean, I like Alex Leatherwood. There's this other offensive lineman out of uh, Michigan. I forget his name. I know Humphreys is getting a lot of hype. He's a center. I forget exactly where he plays. And there's a corner I was looking at, uh, Sante Samuel Jr. That would be a decent pick, maybe in the first or the second round if we can get a Sante Samuel Jr.
3: Yeah, I, Creed Humphrey. Look, he looked real nice all, all week in practice at the Senior Bowl and in the game. He just he looks he looks like a mean set center. There's there's a few ones. There's, there's Landon Dickerson from Alabama and, and Josh Myers from uh, Ohio. They, they're all three good centers. So I think. You know, if the Steelers want to go draft a center rather than get one in free agency, I think that that would be a wise thing to do. But then you could be looking at three, O linemen in the draft this year. I mean, that's
2: that's crazy, right? But I think that I think that that's what they need to do. Like you said, there's so many people leaving. At least two. Um, I mean, yeah, I think definitely need an offensive tackle because, like, like you said, offensive line because. You know, we go from what I'm hearing. This is a really deep draft for offensive linemen. I haven't really did any mock drafts or anything like that. I've been looking at a couple guys that they could possibly take in the first round, but you know, we need a guy that can start like right away to replace Alejandro Villanueva and Filer, I think we can put Doxton in Filer's spot, and what we do with Pouncy, you know, and we'll have the Castro and we'll have Chooks. So I think we need at least. Two offensive linemen in this draft. Yeah.
3: Would you, would you worry about tired. free agency?
2: Because I was looking at look at
3: some of the guys. There's one guy out there that I think will be a great target for the Steelers. Kelvin Beecham, man. I mean, he was he was playing a 1.2 mil for the Cardinals on a one year deal. Uh, he got paid previously by the Jets, but so I'm sure the Cardinals are going to want to retain him. But you know, if they if they don't, you could be looking at two or three mil to get Beecham back. You know, a guy that knows knows Pittsburgh. You know, was a was a Pittsburgh. Was he drafted? He yeah. drafted?
2: Was he, yeah, six. Yeah he, six played, he, he, was he? yeah, he played for us, and then he went. Yeah, to, yeah, uh, he started Well, yeah, he he was yes. kind of a surprise um,
3: that he came through and became a starting left tackle in the league, right? But he 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 would be a great guy. I think that the Steelers should be sniffing around him. So that that would leave a lot of the pressure. Um, yeah. Because because the center market, I mean, I was having a look earlier. There's, you're not going to be getting much better than a guy like Tyler Shatley from from Jacksonville, who's who's a similar sort of price to Kelvin Beecham seven-year player, 30 years. I mean, like no one's ever heard of the dude. I mean, probably not many people have heard of Kelvin Beecham outside of Pittsburgh. But, you know, so they would be wise to sort of maybe pick up an experienced
2: tackle like Beecham and then go draft a center and, um, and a guard, I think, you know. That's the thing. I don't know how many people we're going to go out there and sign given this cap situation. We're going to have to They're going to have to figure it all out, man, and there's probably going to have to be some cuts and a lot of restructures that's going to have to go down to get out of that $35 million hole. That's this, like, this could be maybe a couple rebuilding years for the Steelers, but, you know, I think Mm -hmm. we have a few extra draft picks this year, and I think we'll get some kind of compensation pick for Bud Dupree and uh, Mike Hilton because I don't think we're going to retain really any of these, these guys that are going. I really don't. Mm-hmm. Uh, just linking back to the
3: senior bowl, the, the other guy that I was really hoping was going to kind of fly under the radar, maybe available on the fourth or fifth round was Amari Rodgers, who, who to me looks like an ideal uh, juju replacement. Well, he, he played absolute lights out at the senior bowl in practice. And then in the game, I mean, he was I thought he was the best player on the pitch Two, you know, two touchdowns was just his like, burst acceleration, toughness and just that kind of underneath slot receiver that every team needs. In the NFL now, that just the first step out of his breaks, like he just he'll run straight at the at the at the DB and then just break, and that first step he's like a meter separated immediately, and and a red zone threat. So that guy, I mean, I don't, I don't know. Did you what do you think? You, you like what you saw there side from him?
1: Sorry, I, I, was, did you say Rogers? Rogers? Yeah, Mari
3: Rogers, yeah, from Clemson. I,
1: do you know? I, I, my favorite part of his game was when, um, uh, oh, what's his name he was doing the uh, the commentating on this. Uh, Jeremiah. Uh, it was Dan Jeremiah in uh, Money, uh, Matt yeah. Money Smith, right? <laughs> when he caught his first batch, he goes, I do know, Mari Cooper around the outside. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, I did. I did. I, I thought you played well. The, uh, the other guy I liked was um, uh, Felton. Now, this is a weird one, right? Because he played running back and slot receiver. And he's he's a guy that might fall similar to what you're t- talking about, third and fourth round. Dimitri Felton, the wide receiver. Um, yeah, I just I don't now, know what his role is. I, I know, That's I knew you mean. were going to say this, but let, this is why I wanted to ask you what you thought because he is he a candidate? And I know maybe we already have this guy. So, so tell me what you think. Is he a candidate to play in this kind of Matt Canada style offense? Maybe as your gadget guy, pick him up in yeah, the third I mean, or fourth yeah, round.
3: You could, but I don't. I don't think the Steelers. I mean, if they lose Dooju they need to replace those tough.
1: Yeah, I get that. Know, tough yeah.
3: chain moving plays, right? Des yeah. Fitzpatrick so, was the guy. So not for
1: me in that role. I don't know about.
3: Yeah, I mean the the toe drag catch he did. I mean not the best athlete, but you know he's got the catch skills. So yeah, he yeah. was he was another one I was going to mention. Yeah, but um, yeah, I don't know about that. I need I need to dig deeper into the tape. I mean I remember noticing him last year when we were watching Josh Kelly. Um, I just I just think if they if they want to get a running back, they get they get like a like one of the guys Nick was talking about, like a tough bruising
1: guy. Yeah, or I, guy I don't think you're drafting explosive. him as a yeah, I don't think you're drafting him as a running back. I think he's got to be that gadget guy who plays more in the slot. You know. Um, I thought yeah. I thought it was an interesting game for him just because you know people didn't know what to expect from him coming in and and he was a guy who was saying hey look I, I can play sort of slot receiver in the NFL so
3: yeah but the, he's more the sort of slot receiver that like you say like jet sweeps and yeah yeah you know, you know we got that with DJ right that's, yeah. I think that's what you're alluding to yeah, we already yeah. got that on roster and if we're losing DJ, we question?
2: need of go ahead would you feel would you guys feel comfortable with uh, say we don't even take a running back and we go running back kind of by committee because a lot of teams do that nowadays, would you feel comfortable with Benny Snell, McFarland, and Jalen Samuels because all those guys are still on contract with cheap rookie contracts next year or do you think running back is, is a must take in this draft? What do you
3: think, Dave? You're the big Snell guy.
0: I'm coming around to Richie's side of thinking and taking running back much higher up than I initially mm. kind of thought. I thought the big priority was O-line, which I think... It's still a high priority, right? But I'm starting to switch the two around now and put in running back. How much, especially with the news of Connor testing free agency and what have you? It's, it's. I think it's a big priority. And whether whether it's Harris, whether it's whoever it might be, whoever's you know still on the board and, and we like the most. But it's sort of, yeah. I think running back's the big priority. And I mean, as much as I like Snell coming out of the draft, I've been increasingly more and more disappointed in especially with that sort of short yardish stuff. That stuff with his was his supposed to be his bread and butter, right? That was his that was his speciality, being that pounding back and he's just not done it. We couldn't get half a yard the other week. It it was embarrassing. So yeah, I'm I'm not really comfortable with the with the sort of committee approach, which I don't think that Steelers generally go for anyway, really. I think it's usually that sort of bell cow back. So if if we can pick up a bell cow guy who's can do it all, great. If, if that guy's still on the board at that point.
2: I think ETN is definitely – he can receive the ball. He can run in I think ETN and Najee are the two, the two guys that are just guaranteed just can be bell cows. Like. But other than that, I don't really know. Uh, I mean, there's this one dude, Chubba Hubbard. I don't know if he's going to come into the draft. He comes from Oklahoma State. He's a really good running back too. So maybe that's a guy they could look at, but <laughs> – Yeah, I mean, I mean and the thing is with that is like I think offensive line is definitely a top priority and your running back is only as good as the offensive line in front of them. So is it all on the running backs? Like I even put polls like is do we have good enough? Is it the running backs or is it the offensive line? Because look at Le'Veon Bell because back when Le'Veon Bell played with us, he was a you know, considered the best running back in the league. And then he goes to the jets with a very bad offensive line and can't even run for over a thousand yards. So, you know, you got to have guys in front to get them holes. And I think the offensive line is the age is really, really starting to show. Mm. So
1: that's a million dollar question,
2: right? We can go a thousand different ways with this.
1: You know what I mean?
2: Is it the running backs? Is it the offensive line? Is it the system? You know?
1: Yeah.
3: Yeah. Yeah, I think it's a combination to be honest. I don't think, any of the backs on the roster are, are amazing. I mean, Rich Rich has been saying it. I'd be just copying what he says, but none of them have been amazing at finding gaps, you know, that aren't immediately in front of them and, and hitting those gaps and and really even cutting and, and and breaking one. So, I mean, yeah, it would make a big difference having a running back that could do that, but I think I think you want to you want to get the the line in place first and maybe even get the quarterback in place first because we are going to be moving on from Ben and then add the, add the high high round draft pick running back as a last addition so i'm kind of thinking they they kind of target running back in the later rounds hit try and hit you know sort of a secret diamond in the rough one of these later guys you know like elijah mitchell or like i said before round tree or stevenson um or or even trey sermon i think trey sermon could be available like fourth round fifth round the ohio state running back and he's he could actually you know he yeah his ceiling could be a feature back you know or, or he could just be another kind of Benny Snell type that doesn't doesn't quite make it in the league, but I just think you keep hitting, you know, keep trying these later rounds, guys, in the hope that you hit one that's special, you know.
1: Yeah, I agree. Well, yeah. I'm running back definitely, and that's been the way that I've lent so far. But I, I hear what Dave's saying, you know. I think it, for me, it depends where you are with all line. I think if if you get to the R pick, whatever was what it, twenty four, and mm-hmm. there's no all lineman that really, you know, tickles the pickle, then you know, I'm considering, I'm considering, why not, you know? How many first round picks have we wasted on you, you know? Well, you, you, I'm not even going to start naming names because yeah, I don't want to bring them up. But, you know, how many first round picks have we just blown into the wind and got no, no real return from? Uh, you know, why not give it a shot with, a, with an Etienne or a, a Najee Harris? I, I do understand the thinking, but...
3: Um, I mean, what happened to the last first round running back the Steelers took? I mean, that didn't go so well, did it? Mendenhall.
1: I, you know, I was sitting here like, oh, who's the... <laughs> although if you believe eBay
0: like he is the biggest Steelers running back ever because you've got like a 1000 jerseys on sale on eBay at the moment
1: maybe that's why <laughs>
0: <laughs> every other Steelers jersey on eBay at the moment is a Mendelhall jersey it's amazing
1: um la- quick last thing i want to ask on the- on the senior ball before we move on Gav. um you're a big fan of this Alabama roll line now i'm not the man to evaluate it right now but I-, I mean the buzz coming out of it at least from pff is that um it was a bit of a down week for these linemen it
3: was it was they uh, yeah I, um uh i heard leatherwood remind me of the leatherwood, 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 leatherwood yeah, leatherwood's feet his, his feet got called into question a lot um and 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 uh deonte brown's technique got called into question. i mean brown i think is one of those guys that's got such rare strength he's a big size. boy he is he just, I, you just watch him play um he did get blown up a few times and I he just kind of was you know the lack of technique but I think I think I'm still I'm still on board with those guys. I I still stand by and Dickerson as well. I think Dickerson, if he's fit, if he passes medicals,
2: I'd love to see him in the black and gold.
3: But well,
2: here's my hot take on the whole situation. I say the Steelers will not draft a running back in this draft. This might be a hot take, but yeah. I don't think they're going to draft a running back in this draft. I mean, I think they're going to roll with who they got. I think McFarland Snell. And Samuels, that's what it's going to be, and they're going to address the offensive line and fill out the depth in the other positions that we need, like inside linebacker, definitely defensive back. Those are but those are probably my two top priorities: is offensive line and defensive backs, especially corner. So that's yeah. my hot take on this whole situation. I don't think the still because I know a lot of stiller fans think we need to take a running back, and I just don't, I don't see it. I, was say, I, I mean, be wrong. But, uh, I'd I'd completely, I'd be with you 100% if McFarland
3: had shown anything at all. Yeah, but it just worries me that that he hasn't. You know, I know it was his rookie season, but we just didn't see any progression from him at all. So it feels like they've they've got to do they've got to just roll the dice on one of these later guys. That's what I think they'll do. I just That's think, my... why not?
1: You know, why not? I mean, you could you could absolutely be right, Nick. I mean, it, it all comes down to how the board flies in, the, in day three of the draft a lot of the time, right? But, I mean, just look at some of these guys that, that came out, you know, late. I mean, look, Gibson, with the, the football team last year. I mean, who saw that guy yeah. being the, the big steal of the draft? Just, just keep punting on these running backs every year, as far as I'm concerned, mm. um, until you find a talented dude. But... Anyway, anyone else want to talk about the Senior Bowl before we get to the, the, I the main I one feature? more thing. Yeah, sure, go
0: on, Dave. I have one more thing. It was, um, you, you were saying earlier that it seemed like all, the, particularly defensive stuff was being played really slow and a bit lacklustre, but I think it wasn't really helped by the fact that they spent five minutes talking to the AMD from Reese's Pieces <laughs> while while play was going on. So you having to watch a tiny screen
1: yeah.
0: play <laughs> with no commentary at all, just hearing about what some guy, do, you know, peanut buttercups. I don't want to hear about that. <laughs> um... But there was there was It's called capitalism,
1: Dave.
0: <laughs> I get it. It's advertising, right? But come on, we're all trying to watch some interesting, you know, pre-draft stuff here. But um... the UK
1: Steelers Podcast is brought to you by Reese's.
0: Um... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's got to mention we are now sponsored by Reese's Pieces. Um, no, the the two line... well, it, was, it was two linebackers that I was already a bit high on. But um, the two guys that really looked up for it was Stewart out of, out of Houston and Cox out of LSU. Those two guys are really up for it and enthusiastic. You know, and I mean, Stuart had a, a big special team set, and you know, guys that can be versatile and be used be used in special teams. I always have a soft spot for in sort of. I always call them Swiss Army men. That you know, guys that can that can be useful in different situations. You know, uh, but yeah, they're two guys that I'm still I'm still pretty high on. And uh, you know, there was a lot of there was a lot of sort of dragging your feet around and stuff, and sort of not really playing especially with, especially playing the run. like They were just sort of walking up to guys at times. Whereas these two guys actually seemed to be really up for it and trying to make those stops. And the, the sort of knock on Cox was that he didn't play the run very well. He was sort of maybe slightly undersized and a little bit um, apprehensive to throw himself into tackles against the run. And he showed that he, I think he sort of put those demons to bed a little bit in the senior ball.
3: Yeah, and he impressed in practice as well. So yeah, we we talked about Cox leading into it, and that, yeah, he's definitely one like a great coverage linebacker, just with rare sort of length. But like you say, he needs to he needs to like, put some weight on and stuff. But he he's definitely one that if he was around, but I think he's he's elevated his stock. Someone's going to
2: take him early. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah definitely. I want to add another position. I think we have to think about the Steelers have to think about as well as a tight end position because Vance McDonald retired in... You know, that's another position I think we could uh, definitely look at in wide receiver, too, to replace Juju, because I don't think he's coming back.
3: Yeah, so. I, I, I definitely think I think they need a, a blocking tight end for sure. I've
2: been boring everyone with that for weeks now. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, that's the Stiller's MO. They always have them good blocking tight ends. We really haven't had a tight end like Keith Miller since he's retired that can do, do both, because Ibram is not the best blocker. You know, and Vance wasn't the best receiver. You know, we had the, – the, it was both, you know, specialty type of guys. So, if we can get that type of tight end that can do it all, that could definitely really help our offense and help out the run game for someone like McFarland to get the edge with the speed. If we got a guy that can go out there and block <coughs> them defensive ed, ends and edge rushers, so – yeah, yeah, I think tight end could definitely be a position we take in this draft. I don't really – I start doing my mock drafts at the end of the season because there's a whole long off season to do mock drafts, but I definitely do quite a few mock drafts for my channel and stuff. So I'm going to definitely start doing that. I do uh, – this is called uh, mockdraftsimulator.com where I do a lot of my research. I haven't really been getting too much into that yet, but I'll definitely start doing that more here in the off season. But – well,
3: yeah, I, it's interesting because I think um, Colbert likes to kind of cover his bases, doesn't he? He likes to the, usually what he does in free agency, like we saw with Ebron last offseason, is he likes to kind of make it so he's going into the draft without any need, right? And I, I think, I don't know what you think about Gentry, but I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not sure about that yet. So I think it, yes. it, it could be a position he hits in free agency, looking for. Obviously, we know the cap situation, but we, you know, we're looking at cheap, cheap sort of blocking yeah. tight ends. I had a quick look. Pryor, uh Pruitt of the Titans would be probably the, the, the highest name on the list. And then you've got Chris Manhurst, Derek Carrier, or Richard Rogers, all out there, all all playing for like $1 million, $1.5 million deals this year. So we, we could see some names like that. Someone come in just to kind of – so they're not going in half into draft a tight end.
0: All right. All right.
2: That's a good take. That's a good take. I mean, we definitely could go in that direction as well. And Gentry, like you said, I don't really know what to think of him. We haven't seen much about him, or, or in a uh, radar. We have that radar guy too. I, don't I was really getting know hyped I, for
3: him, man. I was getting hyped for him as, as it, like the, like <laughs> week seventeen was it? He making some plays on special teams. I was thinking that's the guy I want to see out there. You know, smashing some some defensive ends and you know some some stuff out there. But uh, we didn't we didn't see enough.
1: You could say that we had some radar love. Is, is, is that the third time? <laughs> <laughs> That's the third time I've made that joke, I, I just complete, no shame, no shame in making that joke over and over again. Um, right, Dave, I know you're happy, big t- big fan of the national team, so I'm, sure, I'm glad you I know you're happy with the result. Um, yeah, yeah, big fan. <laughs> <laughs> And now, before the Super Bowl talk, I just want to go to Dave for his um, review on Terrell Edmonds' debut rap track. He, he's,
0: he's done a rap track? I've not heard this. <laughs> we ride, ride, we ride, we ride, wasn't it? Is this I mean, another... Is this another case of a football player thinking that he can rap?
1: It's not just football players, dude. It's Steelers players. I don't know what's going on in Pittsburgh, right? But every Steelers well, Lev, player is either a Lev TikTok star. Lev Bell can star. rap, right? Well, he's yeah. better than
0: Lev Bell. I think he's better than I don't, Lev don't
1: know Bell. about that. No, I disagree. I, I disagree. I thought Lev Bell was okay. He's better than AB. Nah. AB was awful. He's better,
2: he's better than AB. I mean, they all, they all do the how's auto tune. Bell's team? big thing. That's why he went to New York because yeah. he wanted to sell his raps. That's the better market to sell your raps is to go to New York
1: City, man. Uh, how's that Kansas City rap scene?
2: Pittsburgh ain't no rap city. The, the our biggest stations is rock and roll stations in Pittsburgh. This is a this is a hard rock. This is a hard rock city, not no rap city. It wasn't selling in Pittsburgh, so we had to go to New York. <laughs>
1: Oh man, maybe they should all collab. You know, get like a big Terrell Edmonds, A. B. Lev Bell, super group, super group. Yeah, it could be a, the hottest boy band, the ex Pittsburgh. <laughs> oh man. Okay, Let, let's get on to the Super Bowl. Um, oh dude, there is so much to talk about with this game. I, I, we've we've not spoken a lot about it since the conference championship games, but um, man, the storylines going into this game are insane. Um, you, you're talking about Brady, you know, I mean, enough said about that, dude, I'm sick of seeing the guy, but here he is, you got to respect it, and, and Mahomes, who's the young gun, the kid who's, uh, I mean, you can't even say that anymore, the dude's already won a Super Bowl, a Super Bowl MVP, MVP of the league, I mean, before we get into the, the actual nuts and bolts of the game and and whatnot, I, I want to ask everyone what they're doing for the Super Bowl, this is a very different year, as you can imagine, normally I'd be in a student bar, I'm usually too drunk to even remember what happened in the second half of the Super Bowl, or, you know, getting almost getting thrown out because I'm so upset with the uh, the Patriots coming back against the Falcons, or so pleased with the Eagles beating the Patriots, but um, yeah, well, what's your plans for the actual game, how are you watching it, anyone going anywhere, let's we'll start with you Nick, because you're obviously in a different country to us, what's going on over there?
2: Uh, I mean, bars are, we're opening up, I mean, bars are open, I mean, if I wanted to go to a bar, I could go to the bar, I might just hang out at home with the family, Cook a nice, cook some ribs up, cook some good food up, some kibbasi, some sauerkraut, something like that. Have a few beers and just uh, <clears throat> watch the game at home. Stay at home and just watch the game. Sweet. I mean, I ain't got nothing special planned, really.
1: Dude, that sounds nice, man. I mean, because the thing is, the game's so late over here, right? It kicks off at like eleven thirty p.m. That it, it, it's tough, right? You know, I can't. Especially, it'd be one thing if I lived like in a house on my own and stuff, but. You know, I don't really have the opportunity to be in there, you know, cooking up wings, grilling up some kind of... Not that I'd be able to do it anyway, I don't think, as anyone who listens to this podcast knows, but uh, I might you order something in. had the fire brigade 2am. Yeah. Like <laughs> yeah. But I might have ordered something in, but I think, I fear everything will be closed, so I'll be uh, making some nachos or something. Well, but what about you, Gav? What are you up to?
3: Oh man, I'm so pathetic, man. It's it, it's nice. My daughter's desperate to watch the game, right? Oh, are you going to let her? Um, yeah, but... I'm, I'm blacking out man we've got to black out and no. it's the, the, the most impossible wow. game in the world to black out and, and worse it. it's not it's, it's, we've got it i got it she, she, she wants to watch it she, she, you know it's way past her bedtime well, what's the issue is
1: it that she can't she stay can't or, or that you, you don't okay okay that's fine but she can't and
3: she's got school the next day right so, I mean screw
1: school don't go I mean, she doesn't have <sighs> to go anywhere
3: nah, so what we're <laughs> going to do what we're going to do is uh, I've got to black out until 3pm in the afternoon so I'm going to like. there's going to be no radio no TV I'm going to turn my phone off <laughs> We're just – she's got to, like, sit and do her schoolwork on her computer. which She has, like, remote school, you know. So I, I doubt any of the kids are going to mention the result of the Super Bowl. You're she's gonna block probably the most knowledgeable eight-year-olds in the country about American football, but no one's going to mention it. So we're just going to shut down, and then come 3 o'clock, we're going to sit down, and we're going to watch the game in real time. It's her first Super Bowl that she's, she's like, plugged in, and she's, she wants to watch. So I can't wow. deny that. You
1: know? Wow. I mean, listen, Gav, I'm – listen, I don't have kids. I'm no child-rearing expert, but if I was you – I'm going to give you some child-rearing advice anyway. Um, I send her to bed at 3 p.m. Give give her like a five-hour nap. Wake her up. Watch the Super Bowl. That's that's what I'm telling you to do. That's what I'd do.
3: Okay, I'll bear that in mind.
1: Is that is that not is that not a possibility? Is it's that... not happening, man. <laughs> Dave's like no, I, no.
0: <laughs> I, I I love that. I think that's awesome that your your daughter wanting to engage with you on that and something you both. You know, she's got a, a blossoming interest in and you and you loving us. That's, that's all. That's a beautiful thing, man. I think it's great. Thanks. What she's Thank most excited know. for? She's most, you know,
3: so, you know, some people are excited for halftime show. She's most excited for when they lift the trophy and and the ticker tape comes down. You know, that's, that's what she's she's really rooting to see that bit. How old your daughter? She watches, she's eight, man. She's you know she watches every Steeler game with me, that she can, and you know she it, she's never seen a Super Bowl before. So this for her, this is like. She wants to see what it's all about, what, what, what? why they all play. So it's cool, man.
2: So I, I yeah, want to no, give her that. Son, he's five. That's why like, my partying days are kind of over. So <laughs> I'm just like an old man. I'm 30, but I'm like an old man just staying home, cooking some food, and just going to watch the Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah,
3: that happens with kids, doesn't it? Yeah. You know, party days get shelved. Maybe it'll come back. Who knows?
1: That's Who that's, knows? that's what retirement's for, Gav. <laughs> You know what for me it's it's
0: rather than any given sunday it's like any other sunday for me it's just it, it it's like usual sunday except maybe more beer up a bit later it's just going to be a bit dull like you say nothing's open no you know no bars are open you can't go out you know there you can't go to an event that uh, a bar's putting on or anything for the super bowl you just got to stock up on beer in your house and eat some eat some crisps some chips right yeah so you You've guys, got a lot of strict covid restrictions over there in the uk huh we do, yeah. I mean, for a little while bars were open, but you had to wear a mask, and it was yeah. just all really awkward. And now they're all completely shut, so
1: you've got no sh- choice. I haven't left the yeah, house. think we're
0: gonna we're gonna start
3: unlocking soon. I think the kids go back to school like beginning of March maybe. So yeah, we're we're, we're getting there
2: got businesses open but it's like capacity you can't you know it's only like a few like you know bars it's not full capacity you got to stay six feet apart and everything and in this damn country nobody wants to wear a mask nobody wants to do their part so i mean it's just it's getting crazy over here people think it's a fake you got the plandemic scandemic people i don't know how y'all feel about that i don't know if you want to go in that direction but it's, I don't
1: know. <laughs> I, i'm gonna say we're gonna avoid that, <laughs> that whole topic. <laughs> 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 purely for this super bowl conversation nick <laughs> yeah, we <come> to- <laughs> we can, yeah we can come back to it yeah we can reroute back around to that maybe <laughs> um but yeah nah, listen I, i'm gonna i think i'm gonna end up playing the the kind of the the explaining i'm going to be like uh, what's the what's the guy called the the referee that comes on when nobody understand like tony romo doesn't understand what's going on
2: well, the rules oh, yeah, the uh, rules guy
1: the rules yeah, analyst that's uh, the they one. have the, the yeah. rules
2: analyst people to come in there
1: yeah i'm going to be playing that role because i've convinced like 3 of my friends to join me on zoom to watch it who usually aren't that into football one of them's kind of got into it this season a little bit but through the playoffs i've been just kind of explaining the games as they go along and stuff so That'll end up being my role, as it often tends to be, to be honest, when we go to these Super Bowls, because it's the only game anyone watches over here, so...
0: You can guarantee that, that you know, the one game you're watching with someone you have to explain, some rule comes up that no oh, one understands. It's that never happened.
1: before. That happened the other last last week in one of the games, I can't remember what it was. But uh it'll take too long to remember, but yeah, that yeah that sounds, I've
3: had to I've had to explain the illegal formation rule with like empty cans of beer. Yeah. So like you need five people online, you've got seven <laughs> seven two people outside, you need no no one covered up, you know. And then like, they switch off and no one cares. Uh,
1: I think uh, it might have been the one where it bounced on the line on the kickoff and then bounced back over and he kind of caught it and ran out in the air i don't know um
2: how popular is football over there uh, in the uk is it big over there or? it's
3: had it had like a massive thing in the 80s which is which is i was a kid in the 80s and that's when i got involved and then it kind of went a bit quiet but then it came back with um like sky sports i don't know if you heard of them they're like the sort of i don't know they're like the sports sort of like satellite tv channel they, they started showing it and and it grew and then, and then we had like the, you know the international series started in 2007 yeah. which is actually just right where i live near that stadium where they play those in in wembley and um Jeez. and that's really really grown the game and it's 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 really popular now it's it's definitely growing and people more more knowledgeable and yeah it's a good it's it's good i mean it's not obviously soccer you know is is the, is the big sport over here but um it's it's definitely definitely from from when i started you know getting into it to even even like 10 years ago now there's there's way more fans and you know there's podcasts and all sorts of stuff like as 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 we as we you know attest to yeah um it's
2: interesting man to see uh stiller fans from the uk is crazy i'm talking to people from the uk stiller fans this is just it's uh, (laughs) crazy
0: I mean, for, like, for like a long time, it was sort of considered, well, over here it was considered like rugby with pads but for for wimps. You know, they thought, it... oh, because you're wearing pads, you're wimps. Uh, but oh, then I think you... people are coming round to the way of thinking of like, you no, know, it's not. It's a different kind of sport, man. It's not. It's it's not what you think it is. People think because you're padded up, it's it's for soft people. It definitely ain't,
1: dude. You're giving me PTSD, Dave. The amount of times <laughs> yeah. I have had to have this argument, and I'm sure everyone has, right? Every, everyone who's a, yeah. an American football fan in the UK has this conversation with some family member who you know assumes they know everything because they watch like one game of yeah. rugby union.
3: A drunk northern uncle, usually. Yeah yeah. My,
1: yeah, yeah. It's my dad, dude. You know, I, every we, you know, all the time my dad will call me up and go, Oh, I saw the, uh, I saw the Steelers were on uh, Sky Sports today. Like, he usually does it to let me know as if I didn't, you know, didn't already know when the game was going to be. Um, and then we get into some conversation about how it's just soft boys rugby. And I'm like, D- Dude, you don't understand. Like, it's the flow of the game. They're running into each other rather than in a flow of a direction. I, I, I can't do it. I can't do it, Gav. Yeah, um, I, just,
3: I just sat down. I'm not interested, you know. If you want to talk to me about a sport and you're into it, Fine. If you're gonna give me shit, I'm just not gonna to talk to you. Bye bye. <laughs> uh,
1: but but yeah, no. In answer to your question, Nick, it's it's getting pretty. Bi- it's getting pretty big now. It's big. It's much bigger now than even when I got into it like you know a decade ago. It's it's uh, way bigger, way bigger. I think after like soccer and uh, maybe rugby and cricket, I don't know what else is competing with it really.
3: It's I'd say it's catching up with rugby. Maybe that. Yeah, that's I would agree.
1: Yeah, be stupid. No, I, I, think... I would agree.
3: I think um, rugby league's popular up north and, and when the World Cup's on the rugby rugby union. Nick's got no idea what would be yeah, the difference yeah, no. between those two sports are. <laughs> yeah, rugby, uh, but, uh,
2: I yeah, know about they, the World Cup a little bit, but
3: Yeah, that's that's the union. There's two different like diff- different styles of rugby. And they're different they're popular in different parts of the UK. But I'd say the NFL is is, is gaining on those if not is not level with the, the popularity.
2: I don't know. Yeah. They need to bring Jacksonville to London or something, and then I don't
3: know really if that's going to solve anything. Nick, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: um, my argument with that has always been: who would be the Jags fans? I mean, to be fair, we have loads of Jags fans because they come over here every year. But in, like people like us, like I wouldn't become a Jags fan, you know, because they moved to London. That would be crazy, and I think a lot of people are the same.
3: Do you know it was written? Really nearly the Rams before the Jags signed that deal. The Rams signed a multi-year deal, really, and then they, yeah, then they backed out. Interesting. Um, you know, it was uh, great. I remember it was all the forums were full of, great. We're going to be, you know, um, Jeff Fisher seven and nine every year, and it was oh, Sam, God, Sam, yeah. Sam Bradford and all that. And it was my boy Brian Schottenheimer. You know, the worst defensive coordinator in the league. Um, <laughs> and it, you know, the, the, it, it maybe worked out better that it was the Jags that ended up signing that multi-year deal because yeah. they're a slightly more interesting team at the time.
1: Um, I don't know how we got onto this. We've got we've gone off on a wild tangent. This was meant to be about the Super Bowl. Um, <laughs> Dave, I wanted to ask you an apologies to Nick. He's not going to get this reference either. I
2: apologise. It was my
0: fault.
1: Oh, that's okay. No, it's all good, man. We've good. got so much time, Nick. Every episode we've had lately has been like two hours long, so you don't worry about it. That's why you're here. <laughs> you're,
0: in, all right. you're doing a great
1: job. Uh, Dave, uh, did you yes. see the Morrison's Super Bowl bundle thing? I just wanted to reference this really quick.
0: I did, but I, I didn't understand it. it, it's, it's,
1: it didn't, it's a bit crap, isn't it? It's total crap. Did you see this guy? <laughs>
0: I, I, was that the thing
3: that people have been sharing to get to try and win? Like you share it uh, yeah. on social media if so. you're entered yeah. into the competition. You it's, win like, like a, a, a bag of edgaritas. nachos and some, yeah, some. yeah,
1: some dips and basically it's like 17 pounds worth of food with some like Super Bowl party plates and they're charging yeah. 25 pounds for it. I
0: think it's Super Bowl party, but no one can come to it, so you just sat on yeah. your own with a load of Super Bowl plates.
1: It's great. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I, I just wanted to mention it because it was so funny when I saw it. Because um, when I saw it, I thought, oh my God, that's cool. I, I will buy anything, right? If a major retail, like look at the snack helmet f- fiasco, right? If they yeah. put if they put an NFL logo on it, I'll buy it. But dude, this was poor. This was a really poor effort. So uh, sorry to sorry if any of our listeners have bought it. But uh, I mean, I'm sure it would be fun. It's a fun little thing. But um, yeah, crazy. Glad
3: we dig into the snack helmets and, <laughs> and nacho bundles before we get into... <laughs> Brady Mahomes. Yeah, that's,
1: exactly. Priorities, Priorities. <laughs> <That, that> is... <laughs> I wanted to get all that stuff out of the way before we get to you know, the nuts and bolts of the game. Now, I dipped into Twitter and I asked our uh, uh, wonderful listeners for any thoughts, ideas, concerns, questions uh, about the Super Bowl, uh, to which some responded, some of our favourites. Uh, our old favourite, Matt, you know Matt. Um, Super Matt. Very simple question from Matt. Uh, Team Brown or Team Bell? I mean, they're
3: both fringe players in, in, in the teams, right? Don't so like,
1: downplay this story, Gav. I knew you'd do this. Okay. Nah, All
3: right, I'll leave play, it to right? you then. I'll leave it to you guys.
1: One of these guys is going to be the Super Bowl MVP. I, I can put my life on it.
3: <laughs> nah, it's not going to happen, man. <laughs> uh,
1: I, I I won. Um, I, 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 I can't be doing with AB. AB and Brady together is like a, a super combo of things I do not want to happen. I was kind of laughing about it at the start of the season, right? I was like, oh, imagine imagine if A.B. And, and Tom Brady won a Super Bowl. That would be awful. And now here we are. So, <laughs> you know, in the, the darkest timeline. Nick, have you got any thoughts about this? Are you upset or are you salty like me? Or... Mm,
2: I'm not salty, but if I got to pick between Team Brown and Team Bell, I got to go Team Bell because, I mean, look at the whole Le'Veon Bell situation. I don't like how he handled the whole holdout situation when it happened. But at the end of the day, he was trying to get paid. He was trying to, you know, ex- make his, make himself set for the rest of his life, opposed to Antonio Brown, who was already paid the highest paid receiver in the league. And then he just started crying and complaining for I don't know what reason. I don't know what his problem was just because Juju got voted team MVP. Like, I don't understand where all his hate stemmed from. I mean, he sat out during the Bengals game week 17 like Antonio Brown is just a complete diva. Le'Veon Bell I'm not going to say wasn't a diva I mean he held out he wanted to get his money but at the end of the day he still wasn't paid yet so I mean I can at least see Le'Veon Bell's perspective more than Antonio Brown's perspective and another reason I don't want to see Tom Brady win another Super Bowl so Team Bell all the way
1: Yep, you've echoed my thoughts perfectly Dave I assume you're in agreement oh yeah I'm on Team Bell
0: I mean it's like like Nick says, he, I don't I didn't like how he handled the situation, but hey, he, he was trying like say so trying to get paid. And I don't think we've ever, for a long time, we've not had a, a back as good as Bell. We've not had a better one since. So mm-hmm. um, I'm 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 still I still love love Bell. I have a lot of fond memories of of his of his time with the Steelers. I, I think it was the most comfortable I felt with the running game as as a Steelers fan. It just sort of yeah. Um, there was never any doubt that. He, he wouldn't get us out of a situation or he wouldn't get that extra yard that we needed that's the most comfortable I've felt and I've not felt that comfortable since
1: yeah.
0: so yeah team Bell
1: Gavi are you being swallowed by that typhoon I can hear in the background that's just got on worse and worse I'm worried right right now. Now.
3: <laughs> I'm just hoping it keep it Gavi's like holding well, a right tea towel, right towel
1: up shot. to the roof while he's talking oh, about okay. the Super Bowl
3: balancing buckets on mine <laughs> um, yeah out of the two I agree you know I'd rather see Bell on the, on the winning side but yeah, the, my, who I'm rooting for in the game is is different to that.
1: Oh, As right. I Pray tell.
3: I, I'm rooting for the Bucks. I I I, like, oh. I, I, I love it. more their defense really. Just you know, I think I think out of the the four, if you take all four squads, I think the the Bucks have got the better two um, combined. Whereas I think obviously the the Chiefs' offense is great, but their defense isn't so great. And I just like the balanced team, you know. I, you know, I like the coach. I just, I, you know, I, I've I've talked before about how much I like their linebackers. I like watching them. They, you know, I just think they play defense in an amazing way. They have got an amazing D line and and just the secondary full of like gangsters. So yeah, I, I just think the Bucks. And I, 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 you know, I know you like to hate players, and I, you know, I, I, that's just not the <laughs> kind of guy I am. I, I don't like to hate Brady oh, or whatever. You know, I, I'm, you gonna know, I'm really not. I'm not. I don't, I don't really care. Let's, I, roll, I, I like, this like let's the, roll
1: this the, back. Let's roll this back. Let's roll this back. I like the legacy of the sport. The and, exact and the fact words. That he could
3: he could hang on, hang on, hang on, and he could, you know, <laughs> elevate himself into like the pantheon of greatest players ever. You know, he's I'm, already I'm, done down with that. that. You know, he's already know, done I, that. I, I, th- I think this will tip him over the edge, though. I think if he People can said win that a last time, he won a Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah, but without Belichick in a different team with a new system with a new coach, I
2: just think
1: oh, this man. this
2: will tip him over the edge of being one of the greatest. That was you know, the big debate, is. Uh... Can Brady do it without Belichick? Can Belichick right. do it without Brady? Look at the Patriots this year; didn't even make the playoffs. And now no. look at Brady back in the Super Bowl. So,
1: right, do you so, know why I you don't know, buy that
3: argument. I like storylines, you know. I think you know it, it's fine. We're in the moment now where it's it's cool to hate to hate Brady, right? Because he's had so much success. But now, you know, you look look back at the way people talk about Marino when when he was playing, and you know, I remember watching him. You don't you don't remember side, but. You know, we're looking at another great quarterback that's going to be gone soon. So I just want to sit back and enjoy like a great performance. And, and you know, I really like watching my homes too. So I just want to see a great game. I'm hoping for high scoring, but great defense as well, and just back and forth. You know, but I think I just think I want I want if if the Bucks don't show up, then the Chiefs will just walk it. So I'm just I'm just rooting for the Bucks to show up so we get a good
2: game. Marino played for Pitt actually in college. But go ahead. Right. Yeah, they should they should have drafted him. <sighs> yeah, yeah. yeah, they could have.
1: Yeah. Mm. I I didn't like any of what Gav just had to say. Um it <laughs> at, at best at best it was um you know misguided at worst it was frankly offensive. Um it <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, dude. Like, listen, I—you've got this impression that I just like hate Brady because he's good, which isn't true. If Mahomes went and won the same amount of Super Bowls as Brady has won, I wouldn't—I wouldn't be like on this side of hating Mahomes. The problem I have with Brady is like his whole demeanor. The whole like—the dude is lucky. I'm sorry, he is. I, now, don't, that's not saying he's not great. The dude is great. You got to have respect for how good he is. His greatness, his record, uh, in, in big moments. The dude is lucky as hell. like are you uh, this there's a reason that you you ever see that paul rudd comedy on netflix where there was like a second dude um who uh, uh, i'm going off on a tangent now but paul rudd basically had a second guy right and like he had to sign like a little deal with the devil or whatever to like be really lucky and tom brady cameoed in this he came out of the same place and that was the joke that tom brady has like signed a deal with the devil because uh he just catches all the breaks. um i don't buy the argument with the bill belichick thing because listen Brady is the reason the books were tipped over the edge to get to the Super Bowl this year, but the books, the books roster is significantly deeper and better than the the Patriots one is. You know,
3: well that's why he went there. That's why he went there. Yeah,
1: exactly. Right. So he, this is what I'm saying. Like he, has picked his position well. You know, this is not. Let's not pretend this is all on Brady and you know, he's the sole reason that they've made it to the Super Bowl. I mean, they, they should have lost like all but one of the games. They should have lost against the football team and the wildcard anyway i'm just going to get more and more angry about the nonsense that gav came out with a minute ago but <laughs> I,
2: mean, um, I hate brady i hate brady because i mean the patriots pretty much has been the Steelers kryptonite always in the mm. super bowl and obviously you got the flate gate you got spy gate you got bangles point. gate so there's a lot of gates that goes down with the <laughs> patriots
1: yeah where's the phone where's the phone for the equipment guy tom you know
2: where's the equipment guy
1: <laughs> yeah where is he not seen him in a while yeah i don't know and then there's all that dodgy stuff going on with the tb12 dude who owns the shop in foxborough was he I, I don't know it's all a bit shady i don't like any of it and he kisses his kid on the lips um uh, right we get we're getting personal now um,
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, he must be a biden supporter old tom brady <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, nice reference um Right, in fairness, though, Gav, you did say one thing that I agree with, which is that the books um, roster as a whole, I agree, I think is is better when you look at it in terms of its depth and its balance across the team, uh, which is something I didn't really think about until this week. Um, I think maybe I'd underrated the books a little bit this season, um, but Patrick I think mean, it's Mahomes, easy
3: to do because they had they had some bad bad performances games, yeah. on prime time. They were be on bust, in... yeah. Yeah, but when when they were playing at you know six p.m. our time, whatever one eight one p.m. over there, they they were killing people. So I, I just think, and in the playoffs, they really they really turned it up, right?
1: Yeah,
2: yeah. yeah. Pa- Patty elevates them to a different. For the season, I said they was going to be the paper champions, like the Cleveland Browns. uh the year before, <laughs> I thought they was getting way too much hype, but they definitely made me eat my words. That's for sure.
1: A lot of people did, yeah, yeah. Um. On paper, right, now let's take away Patrick Mahomes because I think he's the X-Factor, right? He's the reason that this this game becomes, you know, the Chiefs are the favourites, you know, with the bookies. And uh, he, he's the thing that pushes the Chiefs into the stratosphere and you can't stop that passing game and whatnot. But just on paper, right, look at this offence once you remove the quarterbacks. Now, on the uh, on the book side, you've got Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, AB, Scotty Miller. I mean, look, look at that for her. just the top three there if AB is playing up to form. Uh, and then you got, obviously, Gronk, still there at tight end. you got Leonard Fournette, um, playoff Lenny, and Ronald Jones. Um, I mean, that is an underrated offense on its own. Before you even start talking about Kansas, where well, you got Tyreek Hill, Sammy Watkins, McCall uh, Hardman, Travis Kelsey, then Clyde Edwards-Hilaire added this year, and Lev Bell. Which offense would you take on paper if you remove the quarterbacks? If you take them away, which which is the better offense, which has got the better weapons?
3: Well, you forgot Williams, who seems to turn up and is, is a decent back, <laughs> yeah, underrated, yeah. I think. For the Chiefs, but um, I mean, you gotta take you gotta you gotta take the, the passing weapons of uh, Tampa Bay. I think. I mean, you know, that's so, all. You know, godwin has gone, isn't he, after this season, free agent. Um, but two thousand. Yeah, those those two
2: receivers. Just, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah, that's right. And uh, I'd, I'd say those Evans. two, Evans and, and Godwin, Man, I mean, the, I, I'd take them. I know, I know, Hill's a freak, and you know, and Kelsey as well. I mean, you can make a case for them. I'm sure. I don't know if someone wants to, but uh, for me, it's the Bucks.
1: It, it's tight, man. Yeah, I think. It's tight because Kelsey and Tyreek Hill with Mike Evans and Godwin is such a that's such a dynamic twosome. I think the the variation in having a tight end that good for me is is what tips it. If Gronk was old Gronk, I mean, it'd be a different story. But I think having the option to have Kelsey across the middle and in the short game and then the deep game with Tyreek Hill, you just can't cover both those guys on the same play. Sometimes. Yeah, but, Kelsey
2: uh, could go down. Honestly, if he if he goes at this pace, Kelsey might go down as one of the greatest tight ends ever to play the game. Gronk's up there, but Gronk ain't the same as he was when he was with the Patriots. I mean, he took, what, a year or two off or whatever when he retired. So I don't think Gronk's the same. But Kelsey definitely can go down as one of the greatest tight ends. But the receiving core, it's just better. you got Antonio Brown, Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, and, and the running backs. And they got Gronk. I, I don't know if they still have a tight end that he played for Alabama. I can't remember the name off the top they of my head. Cameron Bright. Back- is that guy? Oh, no, OJ so, uh, Howard, I think his name. Oh was. yeah, he's injured, isn't he? I think. Oh, he think could be. I'm not sure, but but yeah, I think that the receiving receiving wise, they're they're definitely they're definitely better than Kansas City, in just the whole offense as a whole. But but we're taking quarterbacks out of it. Quarterback wise, I think Mahomes is just <clears throat> better than Brady right now. Brady, obviously, is the greatest of all time, but. At this point in their careers, I think Mahomes is bar none the best quarter well, may the best quarterback in the NFL. I mean, Rodgers will probably win MVP this year, but Mahomes is just he's elite. So, but I'd still have Tampa Bay winning this game. I'd say thirty, my prediction is thirty to twenty-seven. I'd definitely take the over in this game. I think the the under over is fifty-six and a half half i said 30 27 i think it's gonna be a high scoring game but like you got one you said is i think tampa bay has got the edge defensively as well and i just think that's what will it will come down to and tampa bay gets this win
1: oh man you've, you've uh you popped my balloon nick that's uh that's a scary <laughs> prospect dude you know what's worrying me as well before i get to uh where i'm gonna go with it because i know people are eager with me and rich tied on 16 points for our um picks uh Mm. Game. I am sure people are eager to find out what's gonna happen there.
3: Yeah, Rich we, we we gave Rich a chance to reply and he said, I'll just go whichever way Simon doesn't go. To which, which you
1: know means uh, whoever I pick now listen, you don't even need to watch the Super Bowl, Gav. Whoever I pick now will lose the Super Bowl. That is just guaranteed. I mean look at the last two games we played on kebab corner. I mean Rich just you know, swoops yeah, in. Yeah, he's, he's
3: a natural winner, the guy's a winner. Yeah, exactly. Right now he's winning.
1: He's life winning has, right now. life has winners, life has losers. And it's clear which one, me and Rich are um, right Gav I know you'll like this this is this is a take that you hear in um, across the, the league circles now where, where people are kind of like oh you know what's an underrated take the Chiefs have three old linemen out
3: yeah <laughs> but, that's everywhere that's but like it's, the most it's not underrated yeah, it's, it's, so I didn't even <laughs> want to bring it up it's so everywhere so. <laughs> but I, I
1: know because right? it's like one of these things that everyone says is, is an underrated take but literally everyone has said but you know you're remiss not to mention it because uh, when Eric when Eric Fisher went down, I was like, "Oh, here we go again, right? You got Shaq Barrett, you got Endelman you got um, JPP right on the other side, uh, going up against the Chiefs' O line." Which now, listen, Mahomes is uh, the kind of guy who doesn't get sacked very much because of the way he is and the way the, how mobile he is in the pocket. Even though he's not, you know, you know, he's not a Lamar Jackson, but he, he's very agile in the pocket and can can escape pressure. But he he's been a little banged up. He had turfed all right. He's maybe not as mobile as he has been. Um, I think you saw some of that in the last game. He played. We'll see how he looks on the Super Bowl. That worries me a bit. Does does it worry you? Well, maybe it doesn't worry you because you're not a Kansas fan. But you know, if you were,
3: well, I think he's you know he's not one of the he's one of the players that can can play. You know, like you say, freestyle from from behind any kind of offensive line, but. Yeah, it's it's definitely a worry, and, and I think is is Vita Veya back as well. Is he? I, is he he back? Is, yeah. I mean, he's back. Well, a he's back, but
1: we'll see how you know able he is to make I mean, an what,
3: impact. What a fantastic line they got up front: so yeah. you know, Barrett and um, JPP. Right. So, it, I would be worried. I would be worried that that Mahomes is going to get swallowed up. You know,
1: that's how they win this game, do I think? That is just bring the pressure. You're going to get beat. You are going to get beat by Tyreek Hill. You're going to get beat by Travis Kelsey um, probably over and over again. But if you can get them backed up in a few drives and, and force them to punt on like, you know, you end up on a third and 30 and you can't, you can't get it because you've had a, a long sack or whatever, uh, that could be the difference in this game for me in a high-scoring game.
3: What about Winfield? Is he back?
1: He's questionable still, same as AB, but um, mm. it looks like they got, they're both going to play. You know? I
3: think that'll make a massive difference as well because if they if they can just put a lot of pressure, they don't need to get to, to Mahomes necessarily. They just need to, to to force him to throw quick. They got so many ball hawks in there in that secondary that I think you know they can. We saw it without Winfield in the uh, championship game. They they didn't look as dangerous, but you know they they can pressure Mahomes and. You know, he's not completely error free. He, he makes some mad throws and does things you've never seen anyone do before. But he does make mistakes, you know, and they they just need to stop that second second half comeback, you know, that's all they gotta do.
1: Yeah. Um We got another question in. Another question. I thought this you might this might interest you. Um I feel like I know what Gab's gonna say already. How much of a difference... This is from Ian Alexander who sent this in. Um, how much of a difference do you think the home stadium will make for the Bucs, especially after winning on the road to get there? The Chiefs are treating it like another away game with the prep, but surely this will be different. This is the first Super Bowl, obviously, where a, a contender is playing in a home stadium, but also, you know, the, the fans aren't going to all be there. There's going to be like, what, 25,000, 30,000? Uh, a lot of it's healthcare work as well, right? So maybe not team-affiliated or anything like that. I, what do you think about this home stadium? Will it make any difference? Or
3: I think it's gotta make a difference, don't you?
1: I don't know. I, I, I I'm really not sure. Because in a normal year I'd have said yeah. Um but I feel like things have been so muted and, and the Chiefs have been so good on the road as well as at home this year. I dunno. But it... even
3: just in in preparation and you yeah. know like the suit a lot of the Super Bowl is, is kind of you know, shutting out the noise. And if you're in your, you know, you're at your home stadium, you know, you know, you know the locker, you know the the ways in and out of the stadium like the back of your hand. You know, it's just one less thing. You know, you can you can you've got your locker. I don't know. I just feel like from from a kind of comfort standard, you know, the 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 bucks are going to be one one step ahead in that. It's a small thing, but it, it, it's little differences make make up the big differences in the in the in the end.
1: I imagine that just you know sitting on the sideline on the bench, AB looks over at that pirate ship and just a swell in his heart, you know. You know,
0: in, in in any Super Bowl, how many fans of either team competing in it are actually there? It's usually people who've paid way, way over the beforehand. odds for a ticket, right? That's yeah. what I was thinking. So like, how, how, how much is then? That's
2: a good point. That's what I was thinking too. I mean people usually buy their Super Bowl tickets beforehand and then if you're at the home stadium, obviously like a regular season game, you got Year-round season ticket holders. So the fans definitely make a difference with the noise and everything like that that gets the players Motivated like look at the Seattle Seahawks back when they had their Super Bowl runs They used to call it the 12th man the fans definitely make a difference So we'll see like there'll definitely probably be some Kansas City fans there obviously and probably just fans of just football in general I think most people were probably Rooting unless you're from Tampa Bay or a New England Patriots fan, you're probably rooting for the Kansas City Chiefs in this game. I know I'm rooting for the Kansas City Chiefs in this game. I mean, at least in America, I know most people hate Tom Brady. Oh
1: no, uh, you might not have heard what um, Gav just said, Nick. But uh, oh, heard, he, I, I he's on again. Mount Pius. You know, he he loves Brady now.
2: <laughs> yeah,
1: and I think Rich
3: hey, is man. the same. Jimmy, down. <laughs> yeah, I, I, most people are. I know, I know I'm I'm strange. I just I, I you know I. Obviously, well, uh, you know, it, the Steelers you... losing to Brady over the years is, is enough to make anyone salty and not want to face him. But I can still appreciate, you know, how it, it modernized the game revolutionarily. I remember, the, you know, the, what they did after the first couple of Super Bowls. Suddenly they settled down into this mad, kill you by a thousand cuts passing offense. It just, we would not really seen it before. And it just modernized the game. And I just kind of think this is, you know, the swan song of, of someone that's changed, changed the sport.
1: Well, this is because you have obviously yes. ascended to a higher plane of football fan. Music. You're no longer a simple fan anymore. You're a part of the cognoscenti, as Dan Hansens would say.
0: You know, I'm, I'm coming round to just Rich's side. I think you just rooting for the shield.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but you know, like one of my favourite Super Bowls, and I'm considering I only started watching the Steelers after they won the last one, which was great thinking for me, in hindsight, yeah. um, was the, the last Manning Super Bowl. Um, hmm. When he was with the Broncos, it, it felt iconic. You know, it felt like the end of an era. And not that there's any sort of sign of Brady retiring, but it, it's it, it, this one feels iconic. But I, I'm not feeling positive about it in the same way. Whereas with Manning retiring with the Broncos, I thought, oh, well, this, this is this is a big deal. This, I hope he wins this. Where I'm feeling the opposite way with this, I'm kind of thinking this feels iconic, but I kind of hope he doesn't. But you know, with, like you say, with with them, um, with the books that are loaded with talent, right? It's it's um, he's got a wealth of of talent around him to help him out. But you know, the Chiefs are built to come back. They're, they're they're almost designed to go behind and then come back at the end. It's almost like that's their in their game plan. I mean, surely it isn't, but it's it's like they're designed to do that. And that, that's that's going to be their that's going to be their strength and the, and the deciding factor at the end of whether they can. Keep the head above above water in those in like the third and fourth quarter really, and, and come back at the end. I think that's how it's going to go. Mm. Uh,
1: the the last question I bring up was um, I I thought you 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 might be able to shed some insight on this, Gav. Um, Brady versus Mahomes sounds like an absolute classic in the making. This is Jim Dale who sent this in. Don't know why I keep forgetting to to read. Thanks, Jim. Who's the
3: last question? Ian. Thanks, Ian, Ian for that. Yeah. yeah, and thanks, Matt. Obviously, always popping into with questions, but um, carry
1: on. Um, sounds like an absolute classic in the making. But of all the QBs to make it to the big dance, what would be your all-time historical worst QB matchup? Worst. And would it be enough to switch off the game?
3: <laughs> oh.
1: Now, obviously, being in, wait,
3: wait, wait. Yeah, is yeah. this is this like? Quarterbacks that have made it to the Super Bowl. Yes. So, like, we're talking Rex Grossman versus Brad Johnson. Maybe would be the worst.
1: <laughs> You've nailed it straight away. There you go. That's why I,
3: that's why I went to you. <laughs> but are we talking? Are we talking like? Is that, is that that would be the worst out of the Super Bowls I've watched? I think.
1: Yeah, that that was the question because obviously my mind straight away, uh, given my recency bias, went to Nick Foles, but the dude won it, so you can't really. <laughs> You can't really. Shit He's got them. a statue. The man's got a statue. The man has a statue. Yeah, I mean, so, well, so does uh, Doug Peterson. He's been out the door pretty quick, but uh, yeah, I don't know. Nick, did, did you have any thoughts? Any any awful QBs you remember going back?
2: I remember Trent Dilfer won a Super Bowl with the Baltimore Ravens. He's not that great of a quarterback, so that's one I can think of off the top of my head. But Rex Grossman was terrible, and you know that was a bad one. Brad Johnson was pretty bad. Dilfer's <clears throat> up there definitely. I mean that was the defense that won it for them, right? That was Ray Lewis and everything. Yeah, they had Priest Holmes, Maul Lewis, I believe, two really great running backs, and the defense. You know, Who else it, is it
1: didn't Who feel like it. Out? It didn't feel like it at the time, but uh, when you think back now, given how you know their respective careers kind of went, uh, think about the Super Bowl where the lights went off, right, with uh, Kaepernick and Flacco. That's kind of a weird <laughs> Super Bowl matchup, quarterback wise, right?
3: Flacco was, was, was all right then. You know, he could still hit the deep pass.
1: Sure, he was fine. But, I mean, imagine if he hadn't actually won that Super Bowl. He, you know, he, I don't know. That would be a pretty sad match. He was on level. a run
3: then. That playoff run he, he was, put together yeah. was... I mean, he was Nick Nick Foles before Nick Foles knew, knew what the Philly special was. Ah, oh, the rain stopped. It's like <laughs> silence then. <is in. laughs> you mentioned Flacco um, and it goes away. Yeah. No, I don't mention Foles, the Philly special. That's the magic word. <laughs>
1: um, yeah.
3: Yeah, the, the yeah that's bad. I mean Kaepernick, you know, it was this kind of system QB. We've 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 talked about Kaepernick loads.
1: Yeah, maybe maybe, that's not to bring him back up. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, I thought that was an interesting question. Um, question. Yeah, that
0: was a good one. Did Dave say his? I'm trying to think back through previous Steelers quarterbacks who who might have been a bit of a. I think like Bobby Brister. I think that, that, I think the question was the players that played in the Super Bowl. Oh, see, sorry. Neil um, O'Donnell. <laughs> no, O'Donnell, that'd be pretty bad one. But no, no I've nothing to add to that list, I'm, I'm afraid.
1: Brady. Brady v Brady. Then I'll turn it off. There you go, Jim. Oh, can you imagine? <laughs> That'll be it. In like 40 years, it'll be too dangerous to play football anymore, so they'll remove humans, and it'll just be like ro- robot androids that are all named Tom Brady just playing football against each other. Okay, That's not. That's the future we face. <laughs> <laughs> you can tell he's in my head. Um. Cool, right, listen, I have a little game prepared, if you're all prepared to play it with me. Now, I, listen, I've heard the criticism, right, people have been banging on my door saying, listen, Simon, your games are too complicated, no one understands the rules, you don't explain the rules properly before today... Hey, hey your
3: game last week was good, man, and I felt bad when, you know, I, I, I was going on about it dragging on or whatever, I, I, I apologise, it was a good game, and, and uh, people responded saying, you know, they were going to take that quiz forward for their own personal lives, so... You who know, who you responded really... that? Um, someone said they were going to do it on their Zoom quiz. Oh,
1: okay. I was going to say, I want
3: names. I'm sorry. Whoever said that, I'm sorry. I can't remember your name, but you, you said it. And I you put, know, fair enough. You know, maybe it was just me being, you know, curmudgeon or whatever.
1: Well, listen, I remembered last year, this time last year, we did the props game, right? And if anyone remembers, if anyone was listening, then I basically gave everyone, including Rich, who obviously doesn't live in the UK and doesn't maybe, you know, get the value of our currency as, as well as we do, uh, I gave them all a certain amount of pounds. And asked you all to like bet on on things, and like that got real complicated real quick. Um, I'm still and waiting for that money, by the
3: way. <laughs> What's that Cap? There never was any money. That was the whole problem. We didn't really understand what we were doing.
1: Yeah, yeah. And it wasn't the first one. I'm sure it won't be the last time that you didn't understand. It. If you, if anyone remembers the um, before this season, when I asked everyone to defend one of the teams of the FC North, nobody oh, understood that, that,
3: that game. That ended up being that ended up being a legendary show. Well, it did because yeah. we're all arguing different points.
1: So, listen, I heard the feedback right, and I've made this game as simple as humanly possible, right? I've got ten questions in front of me. I'm gonna ask for an answer of everyone now most of them are like a yes or no or, or one or the other answer. Some of them is more open ended but you you know, it's as simple as giving a name um and every question's gonna count for one point, and whoever has the most points next week wins and Nick, if it's you, you get you don't win anything, but you're gonna get major props
3: already. So- <laughs> That's enthusiasm. I like it.
1: <laughs> so is everyone on board with this? So the rules, are simple enough to follow. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. Right. We're good. Okay. Okay. Question one, very simple, and I think you know we've made our position clear on this already. But let's just recap. The question one, winning team. Now, okay. F- for those that aren't, I haven't, I haven't announced it yet officially. I am, I can't root Brady. I'm going Chiefs. So stick it on the record.
3: Chiefs. All right. I'm going Bucks.
0: Chiefs
1: as well, yeah.
3: Chiefs, and Nick, you yeah. said Bucks right before. Yep. Tampa Bay, sticking with it.
1: Okay, so okay, that's good. So we're splitting the splitting the record on the winning team. The second question: the first touchdown scorer.
0: <sighs> as in, as in, uh, team or player.
1: Player, yeah. sorry, player. Specific player. So if you get this, you still get a point. But um, yeah, I want a name.
2: Okay, Mike Evans.
1: Okay, I'm going playoff Lenny, Lenny Fournette.
2: I'll say Clyde Edwards Hilaire.
1: Okay, Uh, I'll go Tyreek Hill. Okay, that's probably the popular choice. Nicely done. Sweat that up after us. Um... I'll have to I...
3: See the odds on those. Anyway, okay, yeah, go. I know,
1: right? Well, no, don't get into odds. Gav. That's worth. It. That's what. This is the confused. problem. This
3: is gonna make. I'm gonna back. I'm gonna get into betting on all the things I pick. Here and <laughs> lose all my... um,
1: oh, okay. I've gone for the over/under. The one I had written down on my betting site was actually a point lower than the one you mentioned it, but we'll stick with this just because I've got it written down. Um, the over/under of fifty-five and a half points.
3: Fifty-five point five. I'll
1: go over. Yeah, I agree. I, I'm gonna go over. I hope That's it's it. over. Yeah, it's you say game, over, right?
3: Nick? Yeah, We've all gone over. Okay, So i just put Rich over. in for under on that one, then? Yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> his usual tactic, is it? Yeah. <laughs> pick now, last and pick on the difference.
1: I should have mentioned that I tried to make this a bit of a mix of game-related questions and also prop bets, which, you know, I, I couldn't make it all prop bets because I know Gav hates anything that's not analytical, but... Um, hey, the... No, I don't.
3: <laughs> no, I don't know. You go for it, man. You go for your Gatorade colour. Oh, color. damn it,
1: you called it. Uh, no, the next one is the coin toss. heads or to tails? Yes.
3: All right. Are we talking what? Kick off? Not 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 any overtime? Yeah,
1: yeah. Kick off. All right.
0: I'll I always go heads. go heads. I always go heads, so I'm taking heads.
2: Uh, I'll go tails.
1: Tails never fails. I'm going tails.
3: Oh, we're really split in this one. You going heads, go Yeah, heads. I said sorry. Okay. Heads.
1: Uh, right, the next one, Gav correctly called it, is the Gatorade bath color, right? And and I've I've taken the liberty of copying down the options for you, just to to make it a bit simpler. I'm, I'm
3: gonna stick with my one from last year. I'm going classic orange.
1: Okay, yeah. So the options are either no Gatorade shower, orange, red slash pink, yellow slash green, clear, purple or blue.
0: In the right light, orange could be could be mistaken for red and vice versa.
1: <laughs> it's pretty clear. Gatorade orange is like very orange.
0: That's true. Um, yeah, I'll go orange as well. I, I, I messed up last year. I think I took green last year for some stupid reason. I think it was like the the only one left. <laughs> so yeah, I'll go orange this year.
1: Uh, I'm I'm gonna go like yellow, uh, yellow or green. Yeah, like yeah.
0: Yellow or green.
1: Wait, it's like a combined one on my betting slip for some reason. It must be like a color thing.
3: Yellowy green. Yeah. Okay.
2: <clears throat> I guess I'll go purple.
1: Oh, yeah, going straight out there. It was purple one of the years recently, right? And that was like a big loss for the bookies. Okay, number six. I'm all over these prop bets, Nick. Number six. Over under 119.5 seconds for the national anthem. Now, I looked this up. Uh, (laughs) Nick, maybe you can help me with this. Jasmine Sullivan and Eric Church are singing the national anthem. I have no idea who they are. Me neither. So, <laughs> I think
2: <Aaron> Search <laughs> might be a country. Uh, he might be a country singer, but I'm not. I'm not sure on that.
1: I thought so. Yeah, this because if you remember last year it was Demi Lovato, right? And she was one minute fifty six, which was the under. But Lady Gaga in 2016 was two minutes twenty.
2: Um, I, I always go over on this. I'm going over. Okay. i I think they're going to make this a big. It's going to be a big because it's a big controversy. They're going to really pitch this The it's going to be a big one national anthem I'm going over they're going to really play it out with the national anthem and the flag and it's going to be a big show of unity and, and, and proud to be an American so over
0: I feel like if you're going to go over you've got to be like a superstar stinger right or you, you, you've got to have a massive ego and who are these people again
1: Um, Jasmine Sullivan and Eric Church
0: yeah I don't think they've got the big enough. I ain't, they ain't got the spuds. They ain't, they ain't got the ego to, to go over, I don't think. I'm going under.
1: <laughs> Small uh, spuds. Do you know what? I was. Ge- I you was know ge- what a
0: spud is, Nick? What is it now? You know
3: what a spud is? uh uh-uh. uh Potato. British slang <laughs> for potato. I didn't
1: know. even it's know that. Was...
3: But Dave was using there uh, instead of cojones, you know?
1: I didn't even know that spud was British slang. I just thought that was a word.
3: Nah, British Army, that is. Oh, right. So there's some, there's, there's, it's an abbreviation for something. But I can't remember what.
1: Hmm.
3: Anyway. Special
1: Potato... Yeah,
3: Special Potato Unit Division. Something for the <laughs> peelers, you know? <laughs>
1: <laughs> right, anyway. Um, yeah, I, I, I was going to go under if you all went over. But now that Dave's gone under it, the trouble is I'm thinking, why are there two of them? And like one of them, the picture I'm seeing, he's like got a guitar, and I'm like, if there's a guitar involved, I feel like that's going to take some time. Uh, they're both
3: going to want their screen time, right? yeah.
1: I, I'm gonna go. Yeah, I'm gonna go. If, if you'd all gone over, I'd have gone under. But I'm gonna. I'm gonna go over. Uh, okay, number seven. Now the guy doing the halftime show uh, this year is called The Weekend. Now I'm told that this is a man, not a band. But his name it's is He's definitely
3: a man. Literally. He hasn't got an e in the end either.
1: His name is The Weekend. So I don't know if he goes by the um, or Mr. The. Mr. Weekend. Uh, I don't know.
2: Uh, <laughs> Some kind of rapper, I think
1: Yeah, I, the old, I, I didn't know who he was r and
2: kind of guy, yeah
1: I, I didn't know who he was, but then I heard the Blinded by a Light song a lot And now I know I know who he is, I know his face But um, I, I still don't understand how, you've been co- how you can be called The Weekend i like yeah, yeah, You, you got little
2: Peep low little low everything nowadays, so <laughs> but,
1: but <laughs> that's like, not that crazy, but like lil Peep is like describing a person right like look, hello, this is lil Peep just like lil John no, Humphrey. Is it called little yotti or something lil yotti yeah I, I like lil yotti anyway, right that's the whitest thing I've ever said, um. <laughs> Anyway, The weekend, right? He's going to be doing the uh, the, super, the Super Bowl halftime show. Will he be He's got when- some good
3: tracks, man. Got a good, yeah, okay. I, I don't I, hate The weekend. I,
1: I, I'm going to listen to more than just the basic one. Well, maybe on Super Bowl night I'll, I'll hear more than just the basic one.
3: Right the, uh, wait, the, uh, the Morning, I think that, that's a good track. Uh, I've got that on a, wait, on a playlist. The Weeknd
1: song, The Morning. Or, or is that like somebody yeah. knows? <laughs> yeah. Oh, dear God. That's a
3: good track. Listen to that and tell me you don't like it.
1: Okay. okay, I do like Blinded by Light. I think it's a good song. Um Right, so this was Evans in the betting slip, so that would suggest that it's equally likely either way. Uh, is he going to be wearing glasses when he is first shown? Now, I've looked up some pictures of him. He seems to wear sunglasses a lot, so maybe that's why. I'm going to go no. I, I'm going to go no, too. I'm
0: going to say yeah. <laughs> well, glasses are like the international sign of a bad man, aren't they? You're a yeah. ba- pretty big badass if you're wearing sunglasses. Um, is he a badass?
3: Semi. <laughs> mm-hmm. no, no, is he a
1: badass?
3: I don't, I don't, don't like, even know. He's not a G. Like, he's,
1: not, he's, he's, he's not a G? What's up?
3: And He's not like, you know, guns, drugs, money and murder. He's not that no, kind of guy. No, no. He's,
1: you know, he's like a musician. Yeah, he's a musician. about
3: hurt and pain, you know?
0: So, I don't know.
1: But he's cool enough to be called The Weeknd. So take. take he's cool. Way. I'm not
0: saying he's not cool, but he's not, you know. I kind of, I kind of wish my wife was here, because she's a big... I, that was... Uh, I think, actually, she almost wanted to stay up and watch Super Bowl with me because he was playing the halftime show. But then she heard what time it finishes at and decided against it. Um, if she was here, she'd, t- she'd tell me the answer. But uh, I'm, I'm going to go, he's wearing sunglasses. I think he's probably a OG.
1: An OG? Uh, Not just a G, but an OG? He's an OG. Wow. Sunglasses. <clears throat> okay, right. <laughs> Saving grades for Gav. Back-, back to football for the last three. Yeah. Uh- um, I that just... reminds me
2: of the Stiller fan on YouTube. He says he's the OG of Stillers YouTube, the YouTuber Nation. He's the original G of the Stillers content creators. But all right, go ahead. I'm sorry, <laughs> I just had to throw that in. There. Is he?
3: I haven't yeah. checked out his content. How's his content?
2: Uh, I don't know. Mac <laughs> <Man 7>. Mac <laughs> it's MacMaine seven, main seven. OG.
1: Oh, we're, we're throwing shade now. Throw uh, shade all the, other Stiller's creators. Oh dear. Okay. uh Interceptions thrown. So, so I, now you've got a chance at a bonus point here, right? So, so, I want the number of interceptions thrown in the game overall, and then if you tell me how many are thrown by each quarterback and get it right, you get an extra point. But you don't get okay. an extra point if you just say zero, by the way.
3: I'm going to go three picks. I'm going to go two for Mahomes, one for Brady.
1: Ooh, interesting, because I was going to go three picks, two for Brady, one for Mahomes.
3: Okay. Is that what you want? Yeah, yeah. All right. I'll
1: go two, one each. Okay.
2: I'm gonna go none for Brady and one for Mahomes.
1: Okay, I like it. So everyone's everyone's viable for two points there. Uh, question nine: Tyreek Hill over under ninety three point five yards. Oh, over, surely.
3: I'm going over. I can see him breaking a few. Was it ninety
0: three point... And hey.
1: what is it? Is this um? Th- this is the all-purpose
3: or receiving.
1: This is receiving yet
3: Because hmm. you could see him take a hand off, right, and break yeah, one could, as well. Yeah,
1: yeah, good point. Yeah, yeah. This is receiving so yards.
3: Hmm. No, that changes things.
0: I'm, I'm, I'm still going
3: over. to go over. I'm still going to go over. Are you going to go over, Dave?
0: Yeah, I'm still going over. I mean, he had what 180 against the Bills, right? Off like 10 receptions. <laughs> and going over. Yeah, I'll no.
2: go under.
1: Ooh, Nick trying to Nick's gonna make us some ground here. Eh? I'm gonna go I'm gonna go over. I've got a root for that kind of thing. Okay. And then uh, maybe this will play into it as well. The last one, Travis Kelsey, over or under seven point five receptions in the game.
3: I'll go under that. I'll
0: say over.
1: Yeah,
0: I'm gonna say over as well.
3: I think you'd get shut down by Levante David.
1: This has been a tough Sorry? one. Yeah, this is this has been the hardest yeah. one. When I wrote it down, I was like, oh I really I'm gonna go under. Yeah. Just because I went over in the Tyreek Hill, I'm gonna say that he's the guy that goes for the big game.
3: Okay. Cool, is that it?
1: That's it. That's the ten that's the ten questions. Eleven points on offer. Simple nice. That was
3: good. Thanks, Si. That was a good quiz.
1: So if you're listening and you wanna rewind to when we started this and then send in your picks, feel free to do so.
3: Yeah, see if you can beat us. Um, right, Dave, have you got something for us? Are, you going, are we going there? I do. I do. All right.
1: Four large donuts, Ian. Everything on name. you want onions on
3: your set? I do. Plenty onions.
0: You know, this... Go on, Ty, uh, sorry, sorry
1: to trample over you, it just dawned on me, did we have that the last time Nick was on? Is that, we just played that into Nick's ears and he's like, what was that? <laughs> <laughs> I have
0: no idea what's going on here. <laughs> this is the kebab corner. This, this is like um. well, there's sort of two aims to this section, to this segment or whatever you want to call it. It's sort of to, for listeners to learn a bit more about us and we learn a bit about each other and we also sort of engage with listeners a little bit or at least try to. Um, and to be honest, we've We've struggled a little bit of late getting engaged with listeners, and I think the most people have engaged with us is when Sai said controversial things, like uh, <laughs> his hate his hatred of the aliens franchise, <laughs> and uh, and Noun Gate or Pitagate, whatever it was about about his,
1: bread. Con-
0: his controversy over bread usage in uh, in kebabs. Yeah,
1: we've learned if there's two things that get people riled up, controversy
0: is- sells. Yeah, exactly. That's what I know, especially You've learned on that. Twitter. Yeah. It certainly does. And this is kind of what, what I want to get at with this. I want I, I want um, some unpopular opinions. And I have a couple that I, I, I keep in my back pocket because I know people don't really like uh, these opinions very much. And they tend to sort of get people a bit riled up, particularly over here with the first one at least. Um, I don't like the Beatles. I would go so far to say as they are overrated. Uh, there's, you know... That they've got a core of a few good songs, but there's a lot of guff. There's a lot of shit in their back catalogue, man. And maybe some of it's down to drugs. And don't get me wrong, I, I appreciate uh, a lot of artists who use drugs as their muse. You know, I'm not against drug use, and it's it's created a lot of beautiful music. But with them, it's it, it a lot of it is kind of stoner's dream, really, and it doesn't really hit the mark with me. And, yeah, people put them on this pedestal like they're gods. Like, oh, the Beatles, you know, you're not better than the Beatles, right? And unfortunately, a lot of bands and musicians are better than the Beatles. (laughs) At least in my humble opinion.
1: Dave, I'm so happy.
0: I'm so happy. I'm 100% with you.
1: I am as well. Yes.
0: (laughs) I think I
3: got one. Sorry, Nick. (laughs) I got got one. We got agreement for (laughs) once.
0: People uh, are going to
2: be so angry. Led Zeppelin's a bunch of rip-off artists. I might get a little Ooh. of them UK boys riled up as Led Zeppelin. Led Zeppelin's a bunch of rip-off artists. We could say that?
0: Uh, man, okay. no, normally this one, that one just normally gets sends people into a, rage, a fit of rage. You, you don't like the Beatles? What's wrong with you? <laughs> I, I don't like the Beatles. It, it's, I, I think a lot of it's down to the fact that people overhype it so much. They've got a yeah. museum in Liverpool where you walk around and you just bombard it with, liver, with um, Beatles stuff, and, oh, they're amazing, it's an amazing thing, and you, and you listen to them, and you're going, yeah, it's all right. It's okay. It's not great. It's okay. But um, the, well, the, the other one is... I, I, it's, it's sort of based on my recent my, my sort of change in diet, but I think meat is overrated as well. What?! Yeah, um, I I changed my diet about, a, well, not to a dramatic extent, about a year ago, um, and I sort of cut out a lot of meat. And I started eating a lot more veg and some... If I ate something that was meat, it was a meat substitute. So it was like, going back to the Beatles, it was like a Linda McCartney burger. You know, it was something <laughs> like that. And and it's it's good stuff. I really enjoy it. But I found that since having that stuff... I enjoy it more because like when you're having meat, you've got those bits of gristle and the odd vein that's in there. And I don't want to deal with that shit, man. I've got enough on my plate without dealing with a vein and a, and a tendon that I have to cut out of my food. I enjoy simplicity with my food and you know, some, you know, I've done a hot, you know, long day of work, physical work. I want to come back and tuck into my meal and enjoy it. I don't, I don't want to dissect it like a surgeon, you know? Um, And I've come to the thinking in the last year or so that meat is pretty overrated, apart from bacon. Bacon is not included in this. (laughs) I'm with with you as far as beef, goes. I think beef
3: can be overrated, but I'd struggle to give up chicken, man. Those those little birds,
0: geez, I love those little things, man. I don't know. I could live without it. I think I could quite easily, not that I necessarily would, because bacon just drags me back in through the door again. By the shirt collar. But um, no, I, I I could probably quite easily give up meat, I think. Replace mm-hmm. it with beans and stuff. I quite enjoy that mm-hmm. sort of stuff. Nice.
2: That's all I eat. I need to eat more vegetables. I, that's all I eat is meat. Oh, that's... that's all. No way. Burgers. I
0: was introduced to uh, steakin the other day, which is like really thin slices of, of beef, but cooked like mm-hmm. bacon. So steakin' That sounds that sounds pretty good. But, uh, yeah, no, I, I I could live without it. I I I, I think uh, you struggle,
3: Dave. Uh, like my my missus has has been vegetarian for two or three years, and she she still struggles. Like she, you know, she likes her vegetarian food, but she just says there's, there's not enough choice, you know. And there's you just you just miss certain stuff, and she still eats, she eats all or the old bit of fish here and there. But I think, yeah. you know, you get stuck, you end up like you say, lentils and beans, and you know, there's there's just no there's just there's no you're missing, you know, the, the there's no nipple on the titty, you know? <laughs>
0: <laughs> but when you speak about nipple on the, the nipple, I had a, 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 you know, like belly, a, a pork belly. And we got it from the butchers. Like we, we buy, if we buy meat these days, it's from the butchers. It's like high quality meat, like ethically sourced meat, if you want to call it that. And it had nipples on and that put me way off man we, we 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 cooked that we cooked that and that those nipples turned into bullets it it was like it was it really put me off my food i had to like n- normally i can tuck into a bit of crackling like pork scratchings in a pub are oh, beautiful but after I, like, when you think about a pork scratching it's skin and fat
3: how are you when the pork scratching's got hair on it oh no no it,
0: That's i don't, fine, to, man. I I don't eat, want to shave yeah. my food man you don't. But you just you just wolf it down. It's fine. No, I mean, you have got I mean, hair in your teeth. And you, no, I can't be doing with that. But no. Um, so so, I, I'm I'm assuming that you all guys all have some unpopular opinions. So, voice them now.
1: Right. First of all, because listen, I'm quite well known for my unpo- I actually while you were talking, then I, I messaged Chloe, my girlfriend. I was like, what are my unpopular opinions? Because I know that like this is my thing. Like people are always like going on about how awful my opinions are and stuff. Um, but as always, take. yeah, my bad takes. As always, the one, the the biggest ones I can think of come back to, to film. Now, first of all, the Beatles thing is one of mine as well, Dave, so you're totally right on that. Um, they're just uh, a 60s One Direction. I don't understand it. Yeah. Um, I think
3: that they were of their time, right? So if you're at the time, they were groundbreaking, but now listening back,
1: yeah, they're junk. Yeah. I, I mean, they have a couple of, like... Cl- maybe i would say classic like like hey dude right okay it's a classic song I'm fine i'm i'm fine with that but it doesn't mean the band is amazing you know like yeah. Goiti had a classic song it doesn't mean you know anyway um movies little such a little yachty, so little yachty yeah. um speaking of movies though right first of all you said you said about aliens i think aliens is trash on a wider thing james cameron is an awful director um just just awful um True. avatar sucks they it's just the worst. Um, and Terminator, then no. right, Terminator Two is a good movie. I, I'll give him credit. You know, we, we all make one good movie. You know. <laughs> Are you a Star Wars guy, Nick?
2: Yeah, I've seen him
1: Okay, so let's see what you think of this. And and Gavin Davis, well, maybe I've expressed this to you before. Two two massively. I think I'm massively unpopular opinion wise with Star Wars because I didn't grow up with it. I, I watched it like in adulthood, I suppose. And I find that those people always tend to have different opinions on it. I think The Last Jedi is a great film. That's wrong. I Death knew all. you'd say that. Everyone says it. <laughs> Now, I'm going to defend this in a minute, but I just want to say that is the most uh, critically well-received film of the three new ones, Cav. So take for that for what you will. Audience would, hate it.
0: I wouldn't say it's a great film. It's a good film. I mean, I've, we've recently gone back through all the Star Wars films in chronological order to sort of fully appreciate the arc. Um, and it's, it's good I wouldn't say I enjoyed it as much like, you, the problem is with Star Wars people are so filled with nostalgia for it right? It like, like, you say, like you say you've watched it as a child you've got this image in your head of nothing can meet this set of parameters I have for this movie that I've idealised for 30 years so it's never gonna, you're never going to meet that So someone's always going to be unhappy but at the end of the day it's a kids film it's a. It, it's it's aimed at people within the ages of like. You're not
3: going down the the YouTube. It's a kids' film about space wizards. <laughs> no, no, not, that, not that, at all.
0: Get that that <laughs>
3: gets routinely destroyed on YouTube.
0: Not at all. Because I'm I'm a Star i I'm a big Star Wars fan myself. But it, at, the, at the same time, it's aimed at a certain group of people. And the ones that sort of go down this big rabbit hole of this. You no, know, Luke would never do this. Blah blah blah. Just appreciate you you've set it up in your head so much and you've idealized this ideal film of what would happen to these characters that you love and i get that you love them but at the same time someone's made this film and it's good
3: i hear what you're saying i think it's a better film than it is a star wars film but the, the, my issue with that film and, and not my only issue lots of people's issue with that film is that it, it broke the the universe that it was in like you can't make a film in a franchise. What is it like the ninth, tenth film? What is it specifically?
2: They, they break it all, all the, off the success of the first. The first. It's kind of like Rocky and Rambo. They R- Rocky. He just play, They just overplay. R- Rocky one was great, but the other eighteen of them, five, whatever, however many of there are now, is just. It's all coming off the success of the first one. Like Rambo one, I'll say was a great movie, but then. The other ones were just ridiculous,
1: just and, so ridiculous.
2: On. The one that was just called Rambo, <laughs> that one was awesome.
3: Where you got the guy that calls 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 people ladyboys, like the British SAS one. That one is good. That was like I don't know when was that? Ten years ago. And the guy obliterates a guy with like a heavy machine gun in a jeep. That that's a good Rambo movie. I stand I stand the, that one stands the test of time.
1: I uh, got a minute, right? I like to birth. Just one second. Uh, yeah. I got a lot of things buzzing through my head. So, Gav, first of all, what is it that broke the Star Wars universe in the last? Oh, film? there's so
3: many things they did in that movie. Which, okay, so, well, you really I, want to get into this. Right, the whole no, keep it. Right? So, keep it turns, like the spaceship round, right? And and so, so everyone leaves, right? They go on their little silly side mission on space camels to the casino, right? Forget that bit. <laughs> yeah, that is but the they, worst. They bit. turn around and they and she she fires a ship through. The, 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 the enemy ship, right, at, at warp speed, and that yeah. destroys that. Now, if you can do that, why, can, why, do they need, why does Luke need to use the force, turn off his target computer and fire a missile into a two-meter-wide square hole? Why, why do you need to do that? You just get a little rock and attach a hyperspace drive and fire the rock at the Death Star, and it's destroyed. Like, you, can't just, you can't wipe out the meaning, the, like, the, the, the whole motive of the whole rest of the movies with, because it's convenient and it's cool. That's my issue with. The I, movie, I do right? get if that. You take, if you remove it from the other movies, fine. It's a fine movie. Didn't it's they explain not that. Movies. Wasn't
1: there an explanation for that? I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's best we don't get into. This,
3: uh, but... they, they referenced it in the next movie. Like, oh, you're gonna pull a holder. That thing was like one in a million. Oh yeah, I, that's it. I actually held the microphone over that that line. I was there, <laughs> cringing that when they were saying that. I was like, geez, man, you really, really trying to explain this like that? Because they were trying to quell the fan base because the fan base was up in arms about that but, shit.
1: But at the end of the day, and you're gonna absolutely rip me to shreds now. I know you are. But at the end of the day, right? They've they've written in this excuse for why it happened. Okay, fine. I'm willing to accept that. Right. This is a, a magical land of of you know aliens all talking different languages and understanding each other and lightsabers that don't make any sense. Like why is that the thing that we we're, we're willing to like die on about not making sense?
3: Oh, no, there's loads of things. There's loads of things like well, how come like uh, Leia can suddenly she's got force powers and she can do Mary Poppins in space in a vacuum? Like, <laughs> what's that about? Like, it just. <laughs> just stick to the rules man if you've got a universe and you're coming in like and it's the 10th or 11th film in, in a franchise just stick to the rules that's all that's all we want as fans don't break the rules don't bend the rules
1: i i can understand that argument i think that's better made than a lot of the other ones i've heard but i just think what i'm more interested in and maybe again this because i didn't grow up with it is like ryan johnson i think is a vastly better director than jj abrams he came in he did something super interesting it's a visually beautiful film he had really interesting ideas that that were then completely retconned again in the film after because disney didn't have a plan for the trilogy um anyway but but my real my real controversial take about star wars i think the prequel's story is better than the original
3: i i, I actually I, I i i can understand that i think it's I was saying this the other day actually that the political script the, the yep. storytelling in those ones it is, is fascinating and I do think it's yeah, I think, you know Jar Jar Binks killed yeah, uh, those exactly. creepers, right? and and I think they, if I think given time and if you come to them as a new you come to them all I think they're good movies There's two and three especially
1: yeah the first one is a bad movie I agree but I think Revenge of the Sith is the best Star Wars film so I'll yeah, leave it there you
0: can have that take man you thank can you. have that
1: thank you anyway sorry for everyone who doesn't care about Star Wars listening to this show I'll stop now <laughs>
0: I did hear a take that um, Harry Potter is just a ripoff of Star Wars, Mm -hmm. like the original trilogy. It's like guy with superpowers doesn't realise he has them, is hidden away, hidden by by someone who you know, and then like a magical wizard appears and tells him he has these powers, and he goes off to a school, etc.
3: Yeah, well, Star Wars is a rip off of a film called The Hidden Fortress, and also uh, the, the Wagnerian Legends of Siegfried. I think, as, as, if you if you really want to dig around, everything's ripping off everything else, man. So you know. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> uh, I, I, I don't know about my. I, I'm I'm a with you with Beatles. I'd say i really I hated Queen for a long time growing mm-hmm. up, and that seemed like sacrilege as well, like in in a similar vein to um to to the Beatles but they they I'll tell you what they've, they've grown on me a little bit recently like, I, I, I don't mind Queen. Queen I just didn't like the music I just didn't like the way it sounded I just thought it was just just not it just wasn't I didn't dig it Like I still don't really like Bohemian Rhapsody or whatever I just don't think it's a good track but some some of the things you know, like like it's a kind of magic and those kind of things come on. And I just think actually, you know, what well, I can get Radio Guga, whatever it is, Google Gudalu
1: that that Guga. track. <laughs>
3: <laughs> they got they got something, man. They they're all right, you know. I, I can get I'm I'm getting on board. I'm getting more on board with them. But it, I don't like Prince either. Like I, Purple Rain, stuff it, man. That that Super Bowl, <laughs> all right. Yeah, it, it was cool. Like when the rain came down and he, there he was, you know. And it's it, you know he died and that was a shame. But his music's just lame, man. I don't know. I don't. I don't get it.
1: <laughs> this is a good topic, Dave. <laughs>
0: <laughs> this is why I do this. What I'm here
1: for. Oh man, I'm sure there's gonna so. Do you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to start writing these down because I know there's going to be loads more because I feel like this happens like once a week. I say something and people are like, "What? How can you have this opinion?" So did I... Nick do
3: one? I know. I know Nick. You're sort of known for your unpopular opinions, but um, what? Uh...
0: They can be sort of football based if you if you wish to go down that sure. road.
2: Think I don't know. Like I think a lot. There's a lot of different opinions on Mike Tomlin. I think Mike Tomlin. I know there's a lot of Mike Tomlin haters and there's a lot of Mike Tomlin fans. I think Mike Tomlin is could go down as one of the greatest coaches of all time, especially if he coaches five to ten more years. And I get a lot of hate for my Ben Roethlisberger opinions. I don't think he's just he's not got it no more. I mean, that's like I am kind of a hot take artist when it comes to football. I mean, I just don't think Ben got it anymore. I know a lot of Stiller fans don't want to hear that. They'll hang on to Ben until he retires, until he hangs it up. I know he's he's done a lot for the franchise, but at the end of the day, I mean, the Colts moved on from Peyton Manning. The Green Bay Packers moved on from Brett Favre. 49ers moved on from Joe Montana. There's Eventually, there's times you got to pass the torch on to the next, whoever the next is. I mean, you guys made good points that we probably don't have that guy that we actually can hand the torch off to. But I guess one I think I have faith in Mason Rudolph, a lot of Stiller fans just want to just burn him at the stake. I don't know. I think he can. He has the potential to still possibly develop into possibly a starting quarterback in the NFL. So if that's a hot take. That's a hot take. But I honestly think he's got a big arm. And he could still learn the game and, and get used to the speed of the game. He's still somewhat young. I think he could, if you get some good talent around him, a little bit better offensive line in front of him, and with that defense, I think we could still be a playoff team with Mason Rudolph at the helm for the Pittsburgh Steelers. I do. I'm not ready to write him off yet.
3: Yeah, I kind of agree with you there. I, 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 I still, I still think we should see what he has. You know, I, I still keep him around. I'm not sure. He would be the guy that I'd, I'd say, All right? Let's cut Ben and let's go with Mason. But I'm not ready to write him off yet either. So I, I don't disagree with you. Mm.
0: Mm. So, so no doubt we're going to get uh, a lot of interaction, which which is part of the aim of this. I thought maybe we'd get some interaction going between listeners, because like we we get listeners, right? Hmm. I mean, but like, is anybody out there? Just, just <laughs> like, if, if you're out there, just like say hello or something, like tweet us. We're we're here. You can, inter- you know, we're not. Infallible human beings. If if you don't agree with with, with someone's take on something, and not, not necessarily hatred I think for what I think you're saying, is people. that we don't say
3: anything controversial enough to get people to to uh, to, to hate on us. So we need it's, to have more hot takes. Hate.
0: It's not even the hate. It's like, yeah, if you, I mean, come, go into draft season. If you don't agree with someone, or you got someone you really like and you want to talk about them, messages, send, tweet us. We got, we you know we're we're accessible through. Through Twitter and, and what have you, so
1: a lot of the interaction is on Twitter, right? And I know you don't see that as much necessarily, but I, hey, listen, I've been saying this for ages. Dave is the best follow on football Twitter. <laughs> Every time Dave tweets, I'm laughing at something. It's I don't tweet often, but when I do, it's gold. Oh yeah, yeah, it's quality <laughs> over quantity, right? Yeah,
2: Twitter is definitely toxic, but you got to look at some of the most popular guys in uh, in America, like high-rated wise, Colin Cowherd. That guy is just coming up with some crazy hot takes all the time. Stephen A. Smith, Skip Bayless, they're all just – they're all hot take artists. I don't know if you know that Sir Yacht guy. He's doing – he's just roasting Stiller fans, trolling Stiller fans all the time. There's this other Cleveland Browns girl, Gab Gowdy. I don't know if you guys see them on Twitter. They got a lot of popularity. They have a lot of popularity. Mark Madden is another one who's just always with the hot takes and getting yeah. he came out with a thing the other day a, a couple week or two ago saying that uh, T J Watt missed his exit interview and I guess yeah. he lied about that and that was, just became a big controversy on Twitter between with that. So that was a big thing.
1: Yeah, we spoke about that last week, I think, uh with the Matt Madden yeah. thing. Yeah, I get into little rants about Matt Madden every so often, Nick. So yeah, I, I, yeah. I, I'm well aware.
3: Everything that guy says is the opposite of true, generally.
2: Right? <laughs> yeah, pretty, yeah. I mean, he's right every once in a while, but it, it, that's that. That's his. He's he used to work for uh, WCW. Uh, he was just be like an, an announcer for WCW, and he was kind of like a heel. That was his whole shtick. That's like kind of my shtick. I try to be like the heel of Cleveland, where I'm just like Baker sucks, and the, the, the Cleveland Browns are the same way. They all oh, Juju sucks. He's the the case keenum's better than ben roethlisberger they just say stuff just to get a reaction i mean i'd kind of do it's kind of the andy kaufman effect i kind of use when it comes to the cleveland browns you know what i mean i know i'm gonna get a negative reaction but i do it anyway are you, are, you the guy, are you
3: the guy in the bar that's making the snipey comments is that you and then and then, and then your pals get into the fight and you're kind of just sitting at the bar supping your beer laughing is that you
2: yeah, kinda. Sometimes, yeah. There's day, there's days my Twitter won't stop buzzing for like three days straight, and I just sit back and I just laugh at all of them. because Cleveland, they're full of alcoholics anyway, so I mean, <laughs> you know, it, it's easy to get them riled up.
1: Oh man, I think that is like a bit of an American concept, right? This the the, the hot take artist and the, the, even the heel, right? That's like it comes from wrestling, yeah. right? So yeah. yeah, I feel like we've kind of sat here with our kind of uh, polite English sensibilities, right, Dave? yeah yes.
0: somewhat doesn't
1: yeah. doesn't happen yeah we, we're we just happy you know being nice to one another
3: <laughs> oh it's just a different flavor you know <laughs> uh,
1: that's why we got rich rich can just you know rich can piss everyone off for us nah, t- yeah. t- to be honest it's me if anyone i'm, I'm the one out here with <laughs> with the, the awful takes that people are getting mad at but
2: oh you think you think some of the stuff i say is crazy you should hear this uh it's called the Trash Talk Circle on YouTube. These guys are, whoo, man, you think what I say is controversial? You don't even want to know about the Trash Talk Circle in the YouTube community. These boys go, they say some real controversial stuff. I don't even want to go down that that road. I mean, I kind of involve myself with it a little bit. They got these live streams, and everybody's fighting back and forth. Your mom this, your daddy this, oh, God, it's... <laughs>
1: Oh man, that's a bit like you know the Shant Club is a little bit of that. When I went on there, that's that's a bit of that sometimes as well, which is a, a kind of a similar thing over here. So anyway, uh, let's let's wrap it up there, fellas. If that's all right with you, Dave. Yeah, yeah, of course. Okay. Um, I didn't think we'd end up going long. I thought this might be a short episode, but we've, we've rounded out just under two hours, so I think we've given everyone their due. I hope everyone enjoys the Super Bowl. Eat some wings. Eat some nachos. Go crazy. Have a good time. You're not going to have football for another, what is it, like eight months, nine months or whatever, but plenty oh. to look forward to in the draft. We'll recap the Super Bowl next week. Do you want to talk a bit about draft next week, Gav, or is it a bit earlier? Or...
3: Yeah, let's go on to the draft, yeah. If, yeah. Uh, if, if you're listening to this at this point, you're probably listening next week anyway, but yeah, we, we're rolling into our draft coverage now, from now on, yeah. um, and free agency, of course, and, and the usual nonsense we chat about, but yeah, we'll be hitting the draft heavy, so... Um... Yeah, come back for that. We'll, we'll we'll come back next week. I don't know what we, we'll talk about later. Off, yeah, yeah, what we're yeah, going to do, yeah. but um, yeah, we'll we'll come back with something sometime. Yeah.
1: Cool. So thanks a lot for joining us, Nick. It's it's been a pleasure as always. All right. Thank a- anything you for having me, guys. Anything you want to uh, pimp out that you're doing on the, on your channel over there? Or?
2: Uh, yeah, I just got my Twitter. I got my Facebook page. I got my Instagram. It's all pretty much at Yen's Nation Sport. Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter. I mean, I'm on all platforms. My Facebook page has been. Taking off a little bit, my YouTube starting to grow a little bit. I don't got no podcast or any. I mean, I guess I kind of do the podcast on the YouTube. And if you guys ever want to come on the YouTube, do a live stream on the YouTube. Any of you guys talk some Steelers football? I have other stiller fans on there. Any of you guys are welcome to tap the link and come in and uh, talk twenty minutes, thirty minutes. You guys are definitely welcome. You can plug your channels and uh, yeah, I'm I'm about promoting the Steelers community. So I appreciate you guys having me on and uh, talking Stiller's football because I'm a diehard Stiller fan for life, born and bred in the Pittsburgh area. So that's what I'm about is representing my community and the team I love and the sports teams that I love. So thanks for having me on, fellas.
3: Also cool, man. Well, maybe we'll have you uh, – if, if you're cool, we'll come back after free agency. We can kind of come back to kind of wrap up the cap situation and see see where we All are right. then. Sounds good.
1: Awesome. Come so go, right. ch- go check out what uh, Nick's doing over there follow uh, the show at UK Steelers pod follow me at I si, wrote this Dave uh, at this is Dave Hart and Gav at GM Boom Op, all on Twitter uh, and until next time we'll see you later enjoy the Super Bowl see you later
0: cheers guys <laughs>